What's the goddamn button? You are live. Everyone's live. You probably can't hear me, though, right? Yeah. Sound great. (sighs) Tony's back. Hi, Tony. What's up, boys? Hi, Tony. How was your trip? It was a lot of fun. I uh, I popped in on one of my favorite uh, wrestling podcasts of all time for a little bit. I enjoyed the beach. I enjoyed the food. I enjoyed the tours. Everything was cool. Fantastic. Glad yeah, to have man. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. See, you got a, a t-shirt on there. Yes, I got a moot t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> that, what is it? I'm having a rough time over here. That's all right, bro. You look good. I just took a shower. I was Can't gonna say, it looks like looks like you washed your hair. Washed. Washed. Now, did you wash your butthole too? Of course, man. You gotta. You gotta wash your balls, your butthole, your armpits. Oh yeah. You are wash your face. Now let me ask you: you okay. use you use any kind of like scrubbing facilitator, like a loofah or a scrub like a brush? loofah? You, a loofah. you like the loofah? I have a loofah and I have a brush. So you're like a liquid soap guy, or are you like a bar? I go between. Sometimes I use my Doctor mm. Squatch. Sometimes I use my Harry's. Funny, funny you mention that. We just placed an order for Doctor Squatch. It should be coming this week. Can't what the fuck is Doctor Squatch? It's a quality product. Enlighten like, me. Like man-made soap. I don't know. They pull man-made like soap. Yeah, they put like oats and dandelions in it. Oats? Like, what are you yeah. eating it? Yeah. Eat. <laughs> That's so you clean out your inside. You eat the soap and you fart bubbles. Mm. I'd be down for that. <laughs> we'll send you a stick. Do you feel like you get clean with the loofah? Do I, do I feel like I get clean? Yeah, like is it good for scrubbing things? Like when it, when things need a little extra, like, you know, picking and scratching? And I don't <laughs> use the same loofah on my butt as I do my body. Whoa, so now you're a two-loofah guy? He's a doofah. With the bra- <laughs> Oh, he can't even defend himself. <laughs> He's a frozen doofa. Shiny was his doofa. Frozen? That's disappointing. I'm not having a good day over here. Matt's going to fucking throw something by the time. He's, <laughs> someone get, re get Matt another phone right now. <laughs> I'm just going to go downstairs and watch TV. <laughs> Cancel Did the you, Can I ask you a question? Did you call your wife Low Pan? Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? I was like, did he really just say that? What? Lopan's the dude with the fucking with the long hair and shit, right? The fucking guy that killed everybody in big trouble, little yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna wake up next to when he was like the old man, Lopan. Old man, Lopan. (laughs) Yeah, right. Gross. This is the second reference before the show even started that went over my head. What is Lopan? Somebody write that down. Yeah, the Google that, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's a GTS, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. So this is gonna annoy my. This. No, it's gonna be fun, dude. No, if I'm all fucking choppy and it's you can't <laughs> choppy. Me. What do you got your shoes off? Oh wait, you wear <laughs> socks around the house, don't you? Weird fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wear socks around the house. I was yelling at my fucking car radio. I'm like, why are you wearing socks in your own home, dude? Atta boy, Tony. <laughs> socks when I go to your house, Tony. Yeah, but it's my house. That's why. You don't want your talons all over my carpeting. No, I don't want your talons all over your carpet because your feet are fucking hideous. Wait, you mean these, Kevin? Ah! 
<laughs> so I, I would like to Paul we did run, we did run a poll on Twitter. Do you wear socks in the house? Three hundred votes. Really? Sixty-seven percent said yes. Thirty-three percent said no. And no, no, don't shake your fucking head, handsome Kevin, because you and this piece of shit down here, Shining Wizards Tony. Yeah, what? Oh, uh, piece of yeah, shit. There's a group. There's a group where we share our episodes. It's a retweeting group. Motherfucker in there, oh, savage. It's like when someone voted many times for the pro wrestling president on their many uh, Facebook accounts. So you two, these two right here, no, this one. I still won. They're like birds of a feather. Handsome Kevin and Channing Wizards Tony cheating, just lobbying, cheating, lawyers, politicians, pieces of shit. You'll fit right in in the wrestling business, you cheating sons of bitches. Well, I mean, t- two points I have to make. Yes! One, whoa, Jesus Christ. Uh, one, the wording of the poll could have been a little bit better. I think there was a little bit there was a little bit lacking there because it's wearing socks in the comfort of your own home, not just in the house. Just in the comfort of your own home, you're not wearing socks. Not in right? the house. Yeah, like how pretty... hard and loose are you playing with the rules here? Uh, you know, see, that's what I'm saying, Matt. How hard and loose are you playing? And then the yeah. other thing is... Now the no socks was gaining ground. I'll, I'll make that aware. It was gaining ground, ground up to three hundred votes. I mean, through such a small sample size, if it if no socks kept gaining ground all the way through, I'm pretty sure we got the majority no socks. No, I mean you can't go by the results of the poll. You can't just yeah, make stuff up. Stop backpedaling. No, I'm not. I'm just saying it's a small sample size. Listen, small sample knock size. it off, you fucking carny. The sample size is the size. That's what it is. What we the poll is the poll. You can't. Yeah, but it's only 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 three hundred. I mean, that's, that's a lot not, of people. Three hundred people is not that many people. How how is three hundred people? Can you fit three hundred people in your house right now? In, in my house? house? Yeah. yeah. All right, can... all right. You're all right. You're fucking rich. I, I get it. Could you <laughs> could you fit three hundred people in that studio where you are right now? Uh, no, probably not. Yeah. No. All right. So that's a lot of people. But, but it's in not that big of a room. In comparison to a thousand, no. But that's what I'm people, saying. If you get three hundred people in one space together, you're telling me that's not a lot of people. What is there like some odd eight billion people on the planet? All right, that's fair. So three hundred people is not a very large sample size. But but you can't manifest things that just don't happen. Three hundred people contributed to the poll. Three hundred mm-hmm. people have spoken. The majority of that focus group said. That they wear socks in their house, you can't argue that. Well, I mean, I, 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 I can. Yeah, but you, you would lose miserably. Yeah, it's a matter of perspective. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your socks there, buddy boy. Oh, oh me? <laughs> big old sock guy. Great, and I just want to put it out into the universe that people misunderstood the conversation because I hotel room people this weekend who who one of them listened and as i was getting the bed pointed at my feet I said look who's not some you fucking weirdo box the bed how much of that did anybody catch i heard uh, socks, I heard to, socks bed. to bed, socks to bed yeah. yeah all right start the fucking show i'm gonna leave and see if i can fix this like well, a, come back so like, like i've heard of rock like boots fleet? to asses but socks to bed is, might be the new one it's a different one yeah yeah <sighs> who's joining us tonight 
Shepard Alexander? That's right. Fuck yeah, he's from New Down Japan Under. Dojo? Or some shit? Yeah, uh, from... Might go Down Under. Ooh, baby. No, he's from uh, New Zealand, I believe. And I think... Is that considered, is New Zealand also down under, or is that just Australia? It's Maybe, weird. No, we'll, ask, we'll ask him. How about yeah. That? Yeah, let's, yeah, we'll save it. I mean, we'll we can opine later. That's fine. And I think we've got a top five tonight. You have your choice of top fives, baby. Holy shit. We Why might do two. We two top fives. Ooh. We might be, we might have two. See, I like this. He's got a smile on his face up above me to my right. <laughs> that means we're going to be doing two top fives tonight. That's right. Top we got the juice. dude from down under, Kevin's top fives, and a whole bunch of wrestling talk and all the kinds of shit to get to. And somebody please put up the picture because I'm going to play the intro oh. coming up next on The Shining Wizards. Got that, Kevo. Did I do that? Is that me? I think I did that. I don't hear the intro, T Donk. Are we re- are we really not hearing the intro? Not hearing the intro at all. Handsome Kevin, did you hear the intro? Can't hear the intro, brother. What in the fucking tarnation is going on here? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, you know why? Because now my loopback decides that it needs to fucking update. Wonderful. Just so you folks know, Matt's not the only one with technology issues tonight. This is a fucking kick in the dick, I swear to God. Why is this not coming through? I heard it. Why aren't you guys hearing it? It's not making any sense. It didn't loop back. Oh, motherfucker. God diggity damn. Well, we could take the picture off. I don't know. When I get the intro going, we could do it again. Welcome, everyone, to The Shining Wizards, episode 633. Live on all the social medias, the Facebooks. The 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 Twitter. I'm thrown for a loop because we're going everywhere that you go. But fuck all that. I said butt fucking. It's time for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Tony, handsome Kevin, K J G. I really apologize. I really don't know what the fuck is going on tonight. Listen, man. This so out of six six hundred and thirty three episodes. We may have had in the last five years maybe like three major technical snafus. No, I One think it's been more than that, bro. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to, you know, placate the numbers here. And uh, and one of them being two weeks ago. <laughs> like, like I think we're doing pretty good. So please forgive us for all the technical uh, difficulties we are going through right now. But that will not deter us from all the wrestling talk. Tony, how the hell are you, my man, other than this last five minutes? I'm actually doing okay. You guys still hear me, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I got to play this because we talked about this gentleman. This gentleman came up uh, pre-production, so Loose? pre-show. This is Kevin Sullivan, and if you're not listening to the <laughs> podcast, it's The Shining Wizards. I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to lay underneath the bed. And when you go to get in the bed tonight, if you're not listening to this podcast, I'll bite your leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. 
Oh shit! All right. Well, at least I know like it was a stupid mistake on my end. So fucking Technology love Kevin stupid. Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan's the best, and he Man. sounds so creepy in that fucking liner too. It's awesome. It. Yeah. It's hard Ooh. not to sound creepy when it's like I'm gonna bite your leg. <laughs> now, honestly, would you be scared if Kevin Sullivan bit your leg? I'd be like, holy shit, Kevin Sullivan's under my bed. I would get it tattooed. <laughs> I would get Kevin Sullivan's teeth marks tattooed on my leg if he bit it. That's Would that's you... a fucking great idea. Um, bite your leg. I'll bite your leg. The third leg. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> There's a tattoo for you. Now yeah, we're no. talking. No, no, no. <laughs> so let me ask one, you guys one this. Step too far, HK. You guys, you guys were asking me about my trip. Yeah. How have you guys been? How was your week? Oh, brother. Good. No good. Yeah. No. Eh. I mean, Kevin, you go, you go right ahead, man. Yeah, a little under the weather on Wednesday, on Thursday and Friday, but uh, bounced back quick. A little, uh, I think it was a stomach bug, but don't know. A little low grade fever action, but Ooh. kicked out. Um, didn't even bother taking a COVID test because I felt pretty good relatively fast. So, uh, yeah, that stunk. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> not bad. Had a little staycation for a little bit. Nice, good for you. Good yeah, for man. you. Yeah, man. HK. Now- I heard you oh. got some some weird dealings up there, up in the Minnesotas. The fucking weather up here is just drunk, man. It's just it's it's all kinds of screwy. So last week we had like it was almost ninety degrees, and then I woke up this morning after yesterday we had a winter storm, and this morning it was I think it was twenty or nineteen degrees out, and they had just fucking icy roads, and it's going to be kind of shitty the rest of the week. So it's uh, yeah, the weather is just. So kind of all over the map, man. Yeah, man. Same thing here. Like in Jersey, like it was literally 90 degrees for like four days last week. It was brutal. And now it's like back to regular April, you know, 60 something degrees. It, it, it just it just messes with you, man. This weather. It's crazy town, USA. Yeah, it's sure never, it good. never good. How was the, how was the weather? Down in paradise, Tony. That's what I want to know. You out there, right? You have was, you, you you eating. You checking out some butts, right, bro? It was seventy seven every morning. It was eighty three every afternoon. It was oh. fantastic. Yeah, where were you, Tampa? Aruba, my man. Oh, Aruba. <laughs> what uh, what is uh, what's the language in Aruba, Tony? Uh the local language is uh, Papiamento. It's like a a mix of like Dutch and German and Spanish and English. It's like, it's like the mud of languages of the Caribbean, I guess. Isn't that where uh, Joran Vandersloot killed that girl? Hell yeah. Yeah, He he killed a bunch of dames, didn't he? He killed the one, he killed the one girl and got away with it. And then he tried to double down and that's what put him away. Yeah. Like some girl tried to help him like get out of prison or something like that. And then when he met her, like, uh, Choked the fuck out of her. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, not a good guy. Handsome Kevin, you seem a little taken aback by that. I have no idea who this uh, this Vander Sloot is. You don't remember the, the Nat, uh, Natalie Holloway story? Nah, I got nothing. It was like the biggest story back in like, what, Tony, how long ago was that? Was it Natalie Holloway? Am I miss, missing? Yeah, Natalie, it was Natalie Holloway. Maybe 15 years ago, maybe. Hmm. It was like the biggest story in the world. It's just like this girl met up with like these three dudes. And uh, one of them was Joran Vandersloot. And uh, they're saying that uh, she's basically a shark bait is basically what everyone's saying. But he, uh, he, uh, yeah, little uh, gave her the heave ho, if you will. 2005, she disappeared. So it's, yeah. it's, Jesus, it's been almost 20 years. 
Yeah, it was it was a depressing story back in the day. Vandersloot is serving 28 years in prison in Peru for the murder of Stephanie Flores. Yeah, that's right. And he, she disappeared. She was killed on the fifth anniversary of Holloway's disappearance. How's that for creepy? Well, no, that's how you commemorate the situation. Yeah. I think that's how you do it, man. How do you celebrate the five-year anniversary of killing someone? You kill someone else. <laughs> Going to need wow. a Vander, Vander Sleuth to crack that case. Ah! Oh, oh, oh. Coming in hot. God diggity damn. What in, uh, in Aruba, Tony, let me ask you this. In Aruba, wrestling or no wrestling? You mean the country itself having wrestling? I yeah. Didn't, I didn't see any. I didn't come across any. Okay. Um, there was, was it- wrestling on television. I managed to catch whatever uh, AEW, a bit of what AEW had on Saturday night. Isn't, uh, isn't Tito Santana from Aruba? No, that's his sister. Uh, Ariba. Yeah, and he says Ariba. Ariba! <laughs> Tony, tell me, tell me you didn't know that that's where I was going. With of course I did. That's why oh. I said that's why I said Ariba. And this Middle Eastern co- cousins from Agraba. <laughs> I could just picture like Jesse the Body Ventura like, like, no, that's Ariba McIntyre, McMahon. <laughs> Isn't Chico Santana from Aruba, McMahon? Why does he always yell that? Aruba! <laughs> now, that that uh, that view that you sent to us, Tony, when you were on last week, was that your view every day? Because it kind of almost looked like you were over the top of a, maybe a parking lot. Was it a next-door building? Was that uh, you were in that room every day? It was a Wawa. Yeah. Yeah, the, okay. the, the building next door was the casino that's attached to the hotel, and it's on the property. But Okay. You know, if you craned your neck a little bit to the left over the side of the, you know, building, you can see the beach. Okay. Okay. So we we did not have a beach view available when we booked, which we understood. But it would have been nice not having this big bright casino light blaring through the uh, curtains every night. It's like the Kenny Rogers roaster chicken. Yeah. From Seinfeld. (laughs) Burn my brain. I see is a giant red light in the shape of a chicken. <laughs> Chop Sports Media being a little mean is Matt Homeless asking for a friend. Internet kicked and he looks like he lost his beard trimmer. Uh oh, Matt already hates. Not yeah. hates, but this is this is weird. This is going to be interesting. Uh, shout out to Chop Sports Media doing great stuff, Dave and uh, and the crew over there. I love those guys. I tell you what, Matt, your screen yes. looks a lot clearer. Yeah, so maybe great. maybe your shit is like coming together now maybe maybe you're good to go yeah no maybe, maybe it just spoke too soon nope. sorry no 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 i don't fucking smash everything if as long as you do it on camera even if it's <laughs> even if it's every couple of seconds and we get three frames <laughs> and shit flying through the air go take all those wrestling buddies and just throw them everywhere just throw them just squeeze them because that'll be like your stress release squeeze no, the he, buddies it looks like it's, it I seems like a speak out of turn. It looks like he's doing better. No, like he's no. coming to customer support. Fucking dick, too. Wait, customer support at your cable company? Dick to no, go. That fucking stream yard because everything else in the house is working perfectly. I'm at like 1.7 gigabajillion watts or whatever the fuck 
Whatever the highest amount is, you could go. I'm cranking it through the fucking house. <laughs> fucking send these assholes a streamyard a message. It works better if you plug in. I don't want to fucking plug in asshole on top of her. You can't plug in. You don't have like a little uh, gimmick to get a hard wire in. No, I don't have a little gimmick to get a hard wire in. You got a little gimmick to get hard. Fucking annoyed as <laughs> shit. He hates everyone. See, I've got I've got several bones to pick with Matt this week too, but I feel <laughs> you know I feel like I we mean, can't do it. This week. Have, people hear me or they're not at fucking point. We hear you. We got you. Okay, what's your problem with me? Um, do you want to start with the committee nonsense I had to listen to from last week's show? I don't know if you saw, but the can you beat that champion is requesting one to defend his championship. I don't know how the committee feels about that. Well, the committee's going to take everything under advisement the way it usually does. I, mean, I like that. So I, That's a fighting I, champions yeah. mentality. I never saw another can you beat that champion make a promo and put it out into the internets. That's fair. I, I kind of like the new champ. It was sad to hear that Al lost. Um what is this bullshit about softball questions? I got to stick up for the committee here. God, this fucking guy with the fucking committee. I heard somebody to my left saying that these questions were all softballs. Uh, I'm going to go to Kevin Grifo on this one. Uh, KJG, Yo. thoughts on the questions asked uh, during last week's Can You Beat That Championship uh, game? Well, they're fair. Thank you. Little light, little light, little feathery. Little- but uh, all right, then I will fair. go. To, I will go to the game master himself. Uh, Shining. Oh, Wizards, the game master AJ. who fucked up the game. Whoa! Listen, I, I'm. I'm. Look, the committee knows. First, first oh, week. So you got a bone to pick with me, but not with the the dude who ran the game and fucked it up. I do want to ask Mister Fuck Up himself. Um, I'm Mister Fuck Up now. <laughs> in fairness, well, fuck me. <laughs> Did did anyone answer any of the questions correctly? I don't. I, I mean, I, there were a lot of ones and twos going on out there. A lot of people were not very confident. And, yeah. And and a few times, I think the questions were answered incorrectly. Am I wrong? So, uh, Mike, Mike did answer the uh, the the final question correctly. And that's how, how many, we won. How many answers did he have? It was only. I think, like, he, I think he had five. It was five. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But the other questions were like two answers and three answers or three answers and five answers, mm-hmm. and they were both wrong. Yeah. So I don't know how you can have like softball questions that are a little light in the loafers when two of them were answered incorrectly. You know, that's a fair point. Well, Matthew Birch chiming in. They were a bit easier questions than usual with can you beat that? I will send your complaints to the committee. We will take that under advisement. And uh, I could suggest that the next competition be another slaughter, the way they've usually been. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> So t- oh my God. <laughs> oh 
my God, people, if you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> if you're listening in podcast and streaming form, please go over to the YouTube channel and watch this. Dude. <laughs> He's gone. That's it for him. He's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't look. Yes. Bless you. Jesus. Um, I'll try to meet the mic next time I do that. When we when we used to do the show on Zoom, it was a bit of a pain in the ass to set up because in order to get all the bells and whistles, I had to go through OBS. I had to make sure we had graphics. It was a lot more operation than it is for StreamYard. StreamYard is very it's very intuitive. It's easy to use, but for some reason, it always geeks out on the audio. Like when we try to play the intros and stuff, it kind of like just mutes everything, takes it down. It makes things seem more Bush League than professionally polished. Now, maybe it's just me, but what do you guys think? Like, has it been a little more fucked up lately than it's usually been? So other than last week, I hate listening to myself. So I really don't listen back all that much. Uh, which is a problem and it's been, but it's been a thing. It's my, it's been my thing forever. Other than when I'm doing like transcripts or something like that, I don't listen back to a lot of the shows. So, um, so I don't know. It, like right now it sounds fine. Like the three of us sound fine. I think this is just, unfortunately, it's just a mat issue. Um, and listen, I was going through the same thing before I hardwired. My Wi-Fi was terrible. Uh, the connection was brutal, but then I just hardwired and um, I don't think I've had a problem ever since. So, um, I'm not saying that Matt needs to hardwire. I'm just saying it might be something that he needs to look into. But if he's paying so much for Wi-Fi, I would also resist wanting to to hardwire. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I have the beauty of my router like literally being on the other side of this wall. So when right. I'm doing the show down here, it's kind of rare that I'll have something interfere. But if, if somebody brought a new device into the house or if there was a software update on something else, it could it could easily jam that signal. Like, I don't know how far away he is from his router. His router is like downstairs, I think, isn't it? Isn't it in like a different room? It's like a different floor or a different room. I'm not sure, but you're pretty sure that's what right. it is. So it, it may be a situation where if something's interfering, you may just want to go for the hardwire. Dude, I'm telling you, it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah, because you're away from the router. You're like downstairs. I'm, I'm, in, a, and... I'm in a dungeon, man. Like, like I'm in like a legitimate like Heart Family dungeon with no wrestling mat. How do you so, go Heart Family instead of Dungeon of Doom? Because, because there's no like caves or anything around me. It's just uh, <laughs> it's like a basement, which is what the Heart Family dungeon was. Okay. It was a basement. All right. I hear Dungeon. I go Doom. Listen, I'm with you. I love I'm a big Dungeon of Doom guy. I want I still want to do this. I want to make this happen and maybe I will do it eventually when I actually get a good work ethic. I will <laughs> When? How old are you now, Kevin? Yeah, I'm almost 40. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we're pretty much set on the work ethic part. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that ship has sailed. Yeah. But when I get some initiative and uh I will uh I want to do a a uh a whole Dungeon of Doom timeline, like podcast. I, you may have already, you may have done something like that. Have you or no? Me? No, I'd love no. to, but no, I've not. I would do a Dungeon of Doom, and I need like I need CPA in on it, uh, Nick, uh, and I need uh, possibly you in on it, and I need uh, 
maybe like Brian Myers or someone in on it and just do a complete like Dungeon of Doom like weekly show just on the Dungeon of Doom from I think, start to finish. I think weekly Dungeon of Doom might be a little much. No, 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 no. Not when it comes to Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> no, you can't get enough of it. I could see extending it out, doing profiles on each member of the Dungeon of Doom. Okay. You could probably do like like an episode a week on like appearances of the Dungeon of Doom. I could do two hours on Max Muscle. All right. You know what? I, I 100% believe that. <laughs> I, I 100% believe that. <laughs> I don't know if, I, if, if two hours of Max Muscle is putting asses in the seats. but Oh, it will. <laughs> AJ, I could talk about a stick of butter. Ow. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and, uh, and a pop number. No, I'm totally fucking around. There's no way anyone's listening to two hours on Max Muscle. In the, in the comments, would you guys listen to Kevin talk about Max in the third person? Uh, talk about Max Muscle for two hours. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No one's responded yet. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm thinking probably not. How about, how about 20 minutes? <laughs> you know what? If you nope. made it a half an hour episode, you could probably get two or three years out of it. That's a great idea. Dude. The, the podcast of doom. Look, our friends over at 30 screams or less review a horror movie in 30 minutes. Like, and that's an hour and a half. I'm sure you can easily do a half an hour each week and just break it down. Maybe two, three years worth. And once you're done with Dungeon of Doom, if you ever get done, you just switch topics. Dungeon. You could you could move on to the Major Brothers. You could follow both of their careers. I don't know, just ideas. Who, follow, who follows them? I don't know. Who, I don't who's, know. A fan, who's a fan of those guys? Yeah, fuck those guys, right? <laughs> I, don't know anything, I don't know anything about that, Tony. You know what we could do each and every week, though, that brings everybody together? Oh, no. I don't. Do we have a format for this? Oh, quick on-air production meeting. Just go. <laughs> we'll just we'll just flop. Off Let's your w- swing it. WWE. Uh, you gonna? Oh, you okay. got it. All right. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Ba-ba-ba. There we go. Monday Night Raw, and Balor defeats Rey Mysterio. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeat Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Bobby Lashley defeats, or er, and Bronson Reed end in a double countout. The Usos defeat Alpha Academy. EO Sky defeats Mission? What the fuck's Mission? Is it Michigan? All right, either way. She yeah, wants Michigan, uh, Mia Yim. Yeah, it's Mia Yim. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, Solo defeats Kevin Owens on SmackDown. Xavier Woods defeats L.A. Knight. Damian Priest defeats Santos Escobar. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Madcap Moss. And Solo defeats Matt Riddle. Quite the winning streak there. On NXT, Elba Fire and Isle Don defeat Fallon Henley and Kiana James. Eddie Thorpe defeats Javier Bernal. <laughs> Those are not real people. Tiffany Stratton defeats <laughs> Sal Ruka. Dragunov defeats Vaughn Wagner. Joe Coffey defeats Tank Ledger. And Grayson Waller defeats Dragon Lee, Duke Hudson, and J.D. McDonough. Tony, take me over the top. The huge fist used on SmackDown stage between 2001 and 2008 was 17 feet long and weighed 6,000 pounds. And a young ricochet salivated every Thursday (laughs) night. Pew, pew. All right, Dynamites. (laughs) A.E. Dub. 
Darby Allen defeats Sir Swerve Strickland. AEW TNT title match. Powerhouse Hobbs defeats Silas Young, Tony's boy. AEW international title match. Orange Cassidy defeats Buddy Matthews. The Blackpool Combat Club, consisting of Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley, defeat Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. Yowza. Uh, referee's decision on that one. The Outcast, Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm defeat Rio and Sky Blue, probably for the eight millionth time. Uh, Chris Jericho defeats Keith Lee in your main event. Rampage, let's go right to it. IWGP tag team title match. Aussie Open defeats the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Mark Briscoe, we got to talk about this. And Satnam Singh defeat Man Scout Manning, former member of the Shining Wizards Network. Spanish announced team, uh, Spanish announced project, Angelico Luther and Sir Pentico. Ty Valkyrie defeats Emi Sakura. Jack Perry, the Jungle Boy himself, defeats. The chairman of the board, Sean Spears. And I'll go right into Ring of Honor. Oh, no, no. You go Ring of Honor because then I have to do the next one. Or I could do Ring of Honor. I don't care. I'll go right through Impact. How about that? No, 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 no. Tony. Oh, oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. It's the whole gimmick. <laughs> Tony, what do we do here? Take it over the what? The top. Oh, the top. Take it over the top, Tony. Toy Story helped sell the Etch-A-Sketch. Michael J. Fox showed people how to reuse it. <laughs> I keep thinking the ring. Of, I keep thinking Ring of Honor is part of the AEW umbrella. That's why I wanted, but I. It's not well, it me. is. It's yeah. okay though. I'll, I'll I'll blast through Ring of Honor and Rebellion. No, I'll do Rebellion because I watched it. All right. Well, suck me sideways. ROH Honor Club. Mark Brisco defeats Ari Davari. Sky Blue defeats Kelly. Is it Madden? Yes. Or Madon. Yes. Madon. Madon. Darius Martin defeats Mike Bennett. Uh, Wheeler U defeats Tracy Williams. Alex Coughlin and Shibata defeat the Work Horseman. Willow Nightingale defeats Little Mean Kathleen. Stu Grayson defeats Tony Neese. Uh, women's world title proving ground match. Athena defeats Ashley D'Amboise. And Claudio defeats Metalik Tony. Over the top, me bad. Johnny Ace has more Meltzerated five-star matches than Kurt Angle. It's true. It's damn true. <laughs> that might have been your best one yet. <laughs> All right, I'm oh, they'll, skip. Get, they'll get better. I'm going to skip Impact and just go uh, on Thursday and go straight to Rebellion because that's what matters. Uh, the pay-per-view that we did picks for, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, Champagne Singh and Shearer defeat Heaton Rhino. Oh, baby. Impact's knockout tag team title match. The Coven defeat the Death Dolls. Impact World Tag Team Ultimate X match for the championships. Uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay of the Bullet Club defeat the Motor City Machine Guns. A three-on-four handicap match, which confused me. Uh, Dirty Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino Morella defeat the Design, Angels, Callahan, Diener, and Khan. Lots of stuff to go over there. Last rights match, PCO defeats Eddie Edwards. Impact Division elimination match, Trey Miguel retains over Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. Eliminating Jonathan Gresham first and then Mike Bailey second. He eliminated both competitors. In the hardcore war match, Team Dreamer, Bupinder Gujar, Frankie Kazarian, Killer Kelly, Tommy Dreamer, and Yuya, Yuya Yumayura. Oh, man. Defeat. Defeat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going nuts. Team Bully, Brian Myers, Bully Ray, Kenny King, Masha Slamovich, and Moose. Hey. Uh, Impact World Title Match. Vacant, obviously, so we're guaranteed uh, the next two matches, guaranteed two new champions. Steve Macklin defeats Kushida and the Impact's knockout world title match. Deanna Perazu defeats 
Jordan Grace title change. Tony, do me a big favor. I don't know if you could do this for me. I, I'm going to ask, but please it'll be my only favor that I ask till next week. Take me over the top. About 11,000 Americans injure themselves while trying out weird sexual positions every year. Ow. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't do that, Tony. <laughs> Stop hurting yourself. Oh, boy. What do we got? New Japan? Yeah, that's you. TMDK defeats the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Gabriel Kidd, Jet Setters, Mike Bailey, and Volader Voladar Jr. defeat Chaos. Fuck Connors and the DKC. David Finley defeats AR Fox. Zach Saber Jr. defeats Tom Lawler. Tomahiro Ishii defeats El Desperado. Just Five Guys defeats Los Ingrenobles. <sighs> Kenta defeats Eddie Edwards. Aussie Open defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada, and the Motor City Machine Guns at New Japan Collision in Philly. El Desperado and Volodar Jr. defeat Delirious and Kevin Knight. I don't know which one. Alex Coughlin defeats Tracy Williams. Clark Connors defeats the DKC. Team Filthy defeat TMDK. Just five guys defeat Homicide and Rocky Romero. Orange Cassidy defeats Gabriel Kidd. Los Ingrenobles defeat Bullet Club. Lance Archer defeats Fred Rosser. And Aussie Open defeats Chaos. Tony, take me over the top. In the year 2000, the WCW World Heavyweight title changed hands 20 times and was vacated six times. Sounds like Kevin working a night at the hat. <laughs> I have been vacated a lot. Say hello to the O'Geary's for me. Flying <laughs> <laughs> <Ryan> Benelli. <laughs> Yeah, I've been disowned many a time. <laughs> All right. NWA power. power. Hair, hair versus mask strap match. Oh, God, I hate saying this name. Gags the Gimp defeats Sal the Pal. NWA national heavyweight number one contender. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, no, this is the, that was just a 312 recap. Oh, never mind. Then I'm done with that. Yeah, just uh, go to NWA USA. NWA USA. Alex Taylor defeats Rec Titus. Uh, Non-title tag team match. The Country Gentlemen defeat Billy Tipton and Garrison Creed. Maxian Paler defeats Samantha Star. Tony, real quick, help me out. Take me over the top. And that was the last one, right? We don't have another one. One more after oh, Are you kidding me? I only wrote six liners. This right, is what? To be closer. No, I'll do MLW. How about that, too? Dumpster awesome. match. Matthew Justice defeats Mance Water and Microman and Real One. No ropes wrestling match. Davy Boy Smith Jr. defeats Alex Kane and Akira. Former guest of the podcast defeats Calvin Tankman. Tony, for the last time tonight, can you take us over the top? You can major in wine at Cornell University, but you can only major in beer at Stone Cold University. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> You're over the top for the week. Come on, that was a good closer, no? Oh, that was a great one. Not bad at all. Kind of surprised that you can major in wine at Cornell University. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, Tony, do you want to? You want to go right ahead and bring in our guests right now? We could do that. I just want to comment. Ryan Sullivan asking, Man Scout was on the Shining Wizards Network. Yes, he was. Stranger in the Southern Land. It was a fantastic show. It ran the hundred episodes. Ran its course. He called it a day, and it's somewhere. In the archives, I believe, on Audio Boom, so you could check that out. 
Um, let's see before we bring in Mr. Alexander, if we can bring in, uh, Mr. Matt any day now, come on in buddy. Come on, come on in buddy. We're roll. We're reeling you in. There you go. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Hi. How you doing, man? Not doing good. You look good. You look better than ever. Yes, dude. I'm serious. Kevin's absolutely right. Doing it. It's I'm on fucking one little thing and the fucking Wi-Fi signal. Is it? Can you? Oh no, you can't. No, I can't fucking plug (laughs) in. I meant go somewhere else. Is what I meant. But but you can't because you're the the soundboard. So just have to go and get the fucking soundboard. You're fine. You're good. We'll work it out. Tony, bring in our guest. I got this. Unless Matt wants it. You shouldn't be embarrassed. Technology's a crazy son bitch. You can do the intro, Matt. I don't know if anyone can hear me. We hear you <laughs> loud and clear, buddy. <laughs> Fucking annoyed. Oh, <laughs> what a way to bring in our guest for the evening. <laughs> I'm off the shovel. I fucking broke the other microphone. I had to go downstairs and get the soundboard. I know all messed up. Base over. I had the bell. Okay, well Matt, well Matt tries to get himself together. We are joined now on the Shadow Wizards podcast by uh, Aussie pro wrestler, Young Lion, New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is Shepard Alexander. Shepard, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey guys, thanks for that. I, I really appreciate it. So let me ask you this. We talked about this before you joined the show. So when people refer to the term down under, does mm-hmm. that incorporate New Zealand and Australia or is that just Australia? Like it's really an Aussie slang, I would say, but uh, you know, you can spread it out to New Zealand if you want to be friendly and nice like that. But yeah, it's mainly but- Aussies. Mainly but it's, it, is it is it an acceptable terms like if if you're from New Zealand and you get called say hey you're from down under does that offend you? I guess New Zealanders won't be offended by it, but uh, yeah, being an Aussie, like I'm just used to saying down under. You know, we had um, John Morrison down here for World Series Wrestling not too long ago, and it was Johnny Down Under. So yeah, yeah, I think it's just more Aussie than New Zealand um, for sure. Yeah. So you you were you were on those shows the the WSW shows down there? No, no, uh, I wasn't. But uh, I have friends who was, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of been observing from afar. But yeah, they look like really fun shows. Let so me be- let me let me ask you this, Shep. Um, the phrase "down under." Do you guys like make like sexual innuendo and joke like that phrase? Like, oh, you're going down <laughs> under. <laughs> uh yes yes definitely um when you're talking to a girl it's definitely a good pickup line for sure um you know if you're vibing right now does it work when you're traveling to other countries or does it work just on on you know the local girls in australia because i mean they, they probably think it's like a hack line at that point right well, at this point, uh, I do have a long-term girlfriend, so it's not really a line that I'm going to anymore. But in my younger years, it's uh, girls love an Aussie. They love an Aussie. They love an Aussie who can go down under, you know? <laughs> so talk, talk to me about that mural to your right that you have there. Is that, right. a, is, is that a painting or are those all individual comics? Uh, they're, um, they're stickers on the walls, so... Like, yeah, they're all individual. 
that's pretty good. Like I can pull it off if I want to. Oh no! Don't break them. Don't don't yeah. ruin them. Oh no, 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 I won't. Nah. What's your fa- what's your favorite comic book character of all time? Uh, I'm a huge Batman fan. Love nice. Batman. Yeah. Do you I collect just, anything uh, else? Do you collect uh, toys or anything like that? Uh, I used to. I used to collect uh, action figures, um, wrestling action figures. Not that many, um, but yeah, more more of just a gamer now when it comes to pop culture and things. So yeah. But I did go through a huge comic book phase. Um, you know, New 52, uh, so more of a DC fan uh, than Marvel, but, you know, each to their own, right? Uh, I don't know if you can hear me, Shep, because my internet is dog shit tonight. But uh, <laughs> I had this conversation with some of my friends as we were traveling to and fro the New Japan shows in this weekend. Ant-Man, nice. the worst Marvel superhero that got his own <laughs> franchise he does nothing superhero-ish he just shrinks and he rides a fucking ant who cares wow wait wait, wait. so howard the duck is better than ant-man he didn't get a series he got one movie he got one movie (laughs) it was dog shit so they decided not to go back to the well you can't compare howard the duck from 1986 to ant-man in 2023 Ant-Man was the impetus to taking down Thanos. You ain't taking that away from him. <laughs> Am I wrong? It was Ant-Man. I, he did the, the, the quarks and the machine and all that shit. Come on. I'm not there yet, dude. Oh, spoiler <laughs> from a movie from what? Ten years ago now? <laughs> We're not here talking about comic books, though. Shep's part of the new Japan New Zealand dojo. I actually talked to Aaron Hanare this morning, and I brought up that you were going to be on the show. And he said you were actually a firefighter. (laughs) And then you decided to give it a go at pro wrestling. Is there any story? He might have got a little bit mixed up there. Um, I wasn't a firefighter, but I did used to be a police officer. So, yeah. So don't worry, I'm not. I'm not coming for any of your drugs or anything like that. I'm. I'm very uh, 420 positive. But yeah, I used to be a cop. So I was gonna say that's rather presumptuous, isn't it? To... <laughs> <laughs> what hey, you, you guys are from America, and just the assumption is that yeah, we're all on drugs. Everywhere. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you last, watched the last ten minutes of the show, and you saw the way I reacted. You were <laughs> too, so fair enough. So you so, yeah. officer to pro wrestling was the deciding factor all in on pro wrestling. Uh, well, before becoming a cop, uh, I'd already been doing pro wrestling uh, back in Queensland, uh, Australia. And, um, you know, I was just trying to do that life thing, you know, where you get a regular career and you're just making money. And like, while doing that, I just I didn't agree with half the shit I was doing on the street. Like, um you know, busting guys with just small amount of weed and other cops would be getting off on it. And I'm just more like, fuck that. Like, they're just trying to live their lives. You're making people's lives even worse by just adding more shit to it, adding more stress. Um, So I think I was a pretty bad cop, to be honest. I was was super lenient. Pull someone over for speeding. Oh, yeah, I got to get to this place and this time it's just like oh yeah all right man. So, yeah. let me ask you this <laughs> <bit> slow next <laughs> time. Let, me, let me ask you this because i'm actually i'm a civilian employee at a police department in uh in yeah. new jersey in the states 
So let me ask you this: Your hair was your hair long when you were a cop? Is that something that they? No, no, it was much shorter. I had it all shaved on the sides and a little bit longer on top. Um, originally, I didn't have a beard for policing, but then it just grew over time. Like I, um, I grew it over the Christmas time because we weren't allowed to have it kind of this length. It had to be longer. Um, and yeah, I, I grew it during uh, the Christmas time slash when I was doing driver training and shooter training at the academy. Um, so yeah, I came back from Christmas just with a full beard. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I didn't have to shave every day after that because that was a bit of bullshit. <laughs> and we are on the line now with uh, Shepard Alexander. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at ShepAlexanderPW, Facebook.com slash Shep Effect, and of course, buy his merch, ProWrestlingTees.com, slash AS7. Uh, were you in New Zealand? Do you guys carry? No, no. Uh, yeah, in uh, Australia and New Zealand, there's there's no carrying weapons or anything like that. Um, yeah, very against it. You just, very- you just have these bad boys, right? Yeah, just these ones. That's Both right, Daddy. Well, even just one sometimes, you know, that's all I need. Five knuckle shuffle from down under. That sounds a little inappropriate. The down under five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose. I've been so off. He's he's minutes. lying. It's so ingrained in his in his psyche that that shit just pours out. He, he Tony, that, to do that. Tony, that sounds like an issue for Ricochet. Pew pew. <laughs> I'll hook up maybe finger or two in the bum once in a while, right, Kevin? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Shep, you are part of the New Zealand dojo down there that Bad Luck Fale uh, started. What did it mean to be involved in, in such a groundbreaking um, school down there? Because, you know, Bad Luck Fale in Japan, the, the Young Lions dojo over there, for him to expand over to Australia and New Zealand, what did it mean to be a part of that? Uh, to me, it means the world. Like, I am 100% dedicated to the New Zealand dojo. Fale dojo, it's, it's given me so much in life in terms of uh, just – uh, my confidence, getting over like mental health stuff and just being able to wrestle with actual professionals, um, you know, people that really have a vested interest in what you're doing and your career. Um, so like, I'm, I'm super grateful uh, because there's the Tamashi shows going right now, um, which pretty much the Australian, New Zealand um, brand of strong. So America has strong. We we're having Tamashi. Um, and to just be the first wrestler, the first Australian in the first Tamashi show in the opening match um, just means so much to me that I get to represent both my country and the dojo. So, yeah, I love it. I, I recommend anyone who wants to become a better wrestler or just grow as a human being, look at coming over. Um, you know, my, my DMs are always open. I'm always open to... Um, having a chat to people about the dojo and uh, if there's people that are working as wrestlers in America, Europe, wherever, you know, just let me know and I'll do what I can to get you in. Were you, uh, were you, did you, uh, I know you didn't wrestle on the last Tama, Tamishi. I'm going to put, I'm, I said eight o'clock this morning on five hours of sleep. I said it perfectly with Aaron Hanare. But now, since I've thrown a fit of rage and I've lost all my faculties about me, pooped himself. <laughs> I did not haven't shit myself yet. <laughs> Tomashi, Tomashi, yes. Tamashi, 
Tamashi, were you Tamashi. Were you, uh, were you a spectator for Tamashi Five uh, this past weekend? This past weekend, no. So that was um, down in the southern states in Australia, and I'm currently up in Queensland. So, yeah, I wasn't there for that one. I'm currently uh, sitting at home, doing weights, exercising, making some money uh, in preparation for the Wagga Wagga shows. Uh, so they will be uh, end of May. So I think they're about to announce the actual dates for that, um, and that's the Oceanic Tournament. Um, so that's going to be having a whole bunch of New Japan wrestlers from Japan over here because it's a three-day event. What's a, what's a Wagga Wagga? It's from Fozzie Bear. <laughs> so Wagga Wagga is pretty much just uh, a city that's in between both Melbourne and Sydney. So it's just a few hours out from that. It's fucking outbush. It's, that's the real down on the Wagga Wagga. <laughs> so all these New Zealand oh, – sorry, all these uh, – Japanese guys on the main roster are really coming down under. <laughs> well, I know the, the last set of shows, Shingo was there. Robbie Eagles made his return there. Yeah. Uh, Hiroki was there this past weekend. That's pretty huge for you guys. Yeah, yeah, some really big names. And, um, you know, all those guys are such professional wrestlers. Uh, Robbie Eagles is really leading the way when it comes to Australian wrestling within Japan. Um, you know, he's made such a mark over the last few years, uh, just killing it in the best of the super juniors, winning tag belts with Tiger Mask. Like um, the the show that I debuted on 10 years ago in Australia, Robbie Eagles took training that day before I debuted. So he's been a very instrumental part in my own wrestling journey, um, even though him and I aren't like best friends or anything, but he's such a nice guy and such a guy that... Um, has done positive things for myself and many other people within Australian wrestling. Uh, real quick, um, I noticed on your Twitter, you you are very active in retweeting everything that goes on with, with New Japan. So you're obviously engaged in everything that, that happens there. Real quick, before we get back to you, what was your reaction to the Sonata win over Okada? Uh, I am... Um... I'm a big Okada mark, you know. I, I love Okada. I love the Rainmaker. But it just seemed about time for something to happen, a bit of a swerve. Um, and Sonata changing up his look, going from the blonde to the the dark, mysterious, brooding kind of guy. Like, I'm I'm all for it. I, I love a bit of a direction, a bit of a swerve in wrestling. Um, so I'm just keen to see what happens. He looks like a, a young Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. Oop, sorry. Just, join, uh, join, join, join the technical difficulty party. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm part of the crew now. <laughs> a rough day, my friend. This was a rough day over here. You uh, uh, you said earlier that you're uh, you're into gaming now. I see the PS5 uh, low-key... Uh, you know, over, over your yeah. shoulder there. What's uh, what's the games of choice these days? Uh, PS5, like, um, go back and play a bit of Cyberpunk. I'm still getting through that, you know, ever since they had the really crappy launch for that. Um, you know, I've been going back and just the controls are so much better on Cyberpunk. Uh, but when it comes to PC, uh, I've, this is going to sound nerdy as fuck, but World of Warcraft. World really? Of Warcraft. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No uh no uh no Call of Duty, no Fortnite, no Red Dead Redemption. 
No, when it comes to shooting, uh, I'm more old school than Call of Duty and Fortnite. I'm a Counter-Strike player. Okay. So, yeah. Terrorists, uh, counter-terrorists, global offense, you know, that's that's my thing, diffusing the bomb. Uh, but, yeah, so I haven't played many real uh, Battle Royale games uh, like Fortnite and uh, I guess Call of Duty nowadays because it's evolved that way. But yeah. World, World of Warcraft, are you, you a healer out there? <laughs> nah, no, nah, I'm pretty. Nobody's basic. ever a fucking healer. <laughs> I, I'm BPS, BPS all the way. Of course, Healing, there's too much pressure there. Too much pressure. I say that, but I know mates who just heal and they're just clicking one button for the entire. I right? I, I used to play year, years ago. I was in the World of Warcraft, and I was a healer because that's the easiest way to get anywhere quick. Is you buy yeah, the, the fucking people get so pissy, and I just said, "No, I'm I'm done with that. That's enough for me." Uh, I want to go back to you as an officer. No, every officer that I know has just one hilarious, hilarious cop story. So I'm putting the pressure on you now. What's 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 the funniest cop story you got? Oh, shit, you're yeah, you are putting me on the spot. I don't know about hilarious, but maybe just um confronting. I remember going to a job like it's um probably one a.m. Really chill, just my partner and I driving around. No real other um, patrols on the road, just in the area that we're at, and we get a call, um, and it's a break and enter. They're like, oh, someone's like trying to get into this business. We need to go there right now. Um, so we drive there, lights and sirens on, be like, oh fuck, need to stop it. We, we get a, we get a call saying that they might be armed as well. So we're very on high alert. Um, and we get there and it's this guy trying to break into this business and, uh, rather than just trying to break the locks normally or whatever, he's got a big fucking chainsaw and he's just <laughs> at the door. <laughs> it was, ter- it was Terry Funk. <laughs> it was Terry Funk, or, or at least his cousin, you know? Yeah. And we were like, holy fuck, this guy's got a chainsaw on his and he looks methed out of his head. He looks fucked up. Um, so we get out of the car, and instantly, like, it's a chainsaw, so we need a full-on <laughs> draw our guns, point it at him, and he's, like, shaking from this thing. He turns around, and he sees us. He's just... And, you know, we're, we're trying to tell him to calm down. We're telling him to calm down. And, uh, sorry, just whenever I hit my headphones, it starts uh, playing something. So I'm going to get rid of that. Anyway, we're telling him to calm down. Um, and he just looks at us. He puts the chainsaw down. And, fuck, I feel bad for this. He says, guys, I'm not good. And we're like, what's going on? So we're de-arming. And he he kind of just turns to us, shows his butt a bit. He's like, I've shit myself. <laughs> we're like, what? He's like, I shit myself. I'm trying to get in so I can clean up. I shit myself. <laughs> and at this point, we're just like, does this guy own this place? And he's trying to get back in. Is he locked out? Is he just, did he just shit himself right now? Um <laughs> now, I think Sorry. this suffices the answer to your normal question. I think this is good enough. Well, no, no, no. Have you have sh- listened to the Shiners podcast? <laughs> it's okay if you uh, say no, but I ask every single guest when was the last time they shit their pants 
So <laughs> unknowingly, you tied this all together pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, my girlfriend and I were listening to your podcast the other day, and uh, that question did did seem to be a really <laughs> one. So I should have expected that. Um, it's been a while for me. Been a while. Uh, I can't remember like within the last few years for sure, but um, yeah, I think there was an incident like ten years ago uh, while driving around. But that was uh, that was pretty embarrassing. A bit fucked up. But you know, when you get sick. That kind of thing happens, right? Yeah, but, no, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been about 10 years, so like, fingers crossed, we just um, keep that streak going. So, wait, so you said you were driving, <laughs> no, because yes. I, I see, because part, part of the shitting your pants is how, how far it gets and how quickly you can get to it to mitigate the damages. So, like, did this get through like two layers or however many layers you were wearing? Like, did you, uh, I'm pretty did you sure hit... it destroyed everything. Oh, it, it hit the seat? Oh, there. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a rough time. You know, I if I'm going to do something, it's 100%, including shame my pants. Okay, so were, 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 was the upholstery material? Was it pleather? Is it something that you could just wipe off and move on? Is it something where you uh, just got to give up? Pleather. I think it was just, yeah, normal upholstery. Um, but I think I had to have a deep clean. Oh, <laughs> now I'm not going to give it away, but Aaron Hanare also has a pretty embarrassing story of how he shit his pants, and you have to go back and listen to the interview I did with him this morning. All right, I will. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick before we before we move on here. Um, this might be like an ignorant question on my part, but were the bushwhackers a big deal uh, for people in uh, in New Zealand, and did people react strongly to the passing of uh, of Butch Miller? Bushwhacker Butch? Oh, yeah, definitely. So one of the guys I was originally trained by, um, his name's Slade Mercer. He's a Kiwi guy from Auckland. And um, yeah, he was trained by them when he was younger. So even within my lineage of my wrestling training, um, I'm connected to them. I've never known them myself. Uh, You know, I've never met them personally, but I know lots of New Zealand wrestlers um, are quite upset by it. The scene is very upset by it. Um, of course, when you're losing a, a legend like that, like it's going to affect everyone around. Um, so at this point in time, I know there's going to be uh, indie Kiwi wrestlers doing what they can, um, you know, to show tribute. Um, and I guess that's all we can do at this point. But, you know, grief is a terrible thing. Um, but, you know, he's going to live on forever uh, through other people's wrestling, um, through my wrestling to a degree. And uh, we'll just always go down as a as a legend and icon within New Zealand wrestling. Thank you with for that. the with the uh, with the scene in in the New Japan New Zealand uh, chapter. Uh, are you more of a rogue army guy, or do you want to uh, do? You, are you looking to to fight fight the good fight? Maybe not join up with them. Uh, like I could go the rogue army army direction because um, I am loyal to Farley San. Farley San's done so much for me, and he's so supportive of me. But at the same time, with most things I do in life, I'm very much a loner. I'm an introvert kind of guy. I kind of just like to rock up, take care of my business, and uh, go home and look after my family. So. Uh, I would see myself just being more of a, a loner at this point. You know, maybe if Rogue Army gives me a good offer and they can help push me to even greater heights, yeah, sure. But until then, I'd rather just prove myself independently. 
fair enough. But you know, if you're a New Japan fan, you always need to you need a stable. You do need a stable. Um, you know, I when I look at that, that's why I think something like Chaos might be good because a lot of Chaos guys can go do their own thing, but then come back together and work with each other. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, and according to the Wikipedia, Chaos will let anybody in. They let uh, Tremperetta's mother be a part of Chaos. Well, I should be a shoe in for sure then, right? Thought <laughs> <laughs> about it. There's people out there they busted my balls all weekend. Sue's the leader of Chaos. Sue's the founding member of Chaos. Goddamn, Orange Cassidy is in fucking Chaos. It's a sin. <laughs> a sin, I tell you. I'll take Shep Alexander any day over Sue and Pockets. And any other American people, you deserve to be. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, you got in the ring with this Gore character. Yes. He's a little horrifying. He's he's a big man. Like when I say that, he's he's my height, but he's just thick. You know, I right now I'm sitting at uh, around 200 pounds, but he's a dude that's you know 230. So he's got he's got 30 pounds on there. It's just all muscle all muscle and he hits hard and he just i don't know if you guys have watched that match but he threw me around like a rag doll his uh his mask he's the one in the mask yes he's the one in the mask it's a horrifying mask it is like um in wrestling there's always going to be an intimidation factor you know you stand across the ring from someone and they're going to have you know a legendary status about them or accomplishments or even just a a vibe, a personality that really just, you know, creates feelings of uneasiness. Um, so going up against him was definitely a challenge. Uh, but myself, like, I enjoyed the challenge. So even though it's a little bit scary, um, you know, I dealt with the chainsaw guy shitting himself. So I feel like it can deal with gore. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid, valid point. Is your goal to headline a, a New Zealand, New Japan show, or is it to get to Japan? Like, which would you rather do first? I think um, headlining a New Zealand Tamashii show is very achievable. However, my goals uh, is to go to the New Japan uh, Japanese dojo. So that's currently what I'm in preparation for, essentially. Because um, by this time next year, that's where I want to be. Uh, I want to be doing that training. I want to be working towards um, traveling around and being just on all the Japanese shows I can and uh, working with Farley-san and just uh, everyone at the New Zealand dojo. That's, that's very possible. It's very doable for me. Um, You know, they say, if you come to a training school, you don't want to go somewhere where they're just making promise after promise after promise. And my experience with the Farley dojo, I haven't had that. I haven't been just been given a whole bunch of bullshit promises. Um, I pretty much got told, you know, you have an opportunity, you rock up, train as hard as you can and make of it what you can. Um, And I know like I've pretty much done a year now at the dojo and just, yeah, working with Farley-san and uh, Mark-san and Tony-san there, like I, I know I can go to Japan nothing's been guaranteed guaranteed to me but i just need to put in the, the work yeah. as as everyone that comes over yeah you, you kind of just answered it but i was just kind of wondering what that process is like with uh with actually getting to japan or maybe even if you wanted to come stateside and, and work in uh 
in California. What is that? What is that process like in terms of like? I know you said there were no guarantees, but like, what exactly do they tell you uh, in terms of how to possibly get there? Like, you've been there a year. Like, how does that work? Yeah, well, it comes down to um, essentially your training, your push, and your drive. Because some guys will come over there. There's um, a guy called uh, Nico Anton Bell, and I, I tagged with him uh, against Gore and Jake uh, down in. Um, Melbourne. So Nico's goals, he doesn't really want to go to Japan. He just wants to make New Zealand wrestling as good as it can be through New Japan. So it just kind of comes down to the individual. If there, if there's guys there that really want to go to Japan, that's their focus. Um, like myself and um, Jordan, like uh, we're, we're doing the training, we're doing the work and we're talking with our coaches and we're letting our coaches know where we want to go. And those coaches are going to open up doors for us when the time is right, just as long as we stay consistent and um, keep working hard. So obviously, if you want to go to, say, California, um, go over to Strong, uh, those doors can be opened. Um, I haven't really pursued that direction myself. Uh, but yeah, it is all possible. You know, Farley San knows people that everything's connected everyone knows someone in wrestling like yeah are you uh is folly having you guys make chunko so you can be ready if you do end up in japan yes yeah we made uh chunko in one of the final few days i was over in new zealand not last week the week before um so just the new guys that were coming up through the dojo they hadn't really had chunko yet so we all did it as a community um and just made that in the in the yard so that was real nice but uh, in the past, when I've been there, we would do Chunko three days a week, like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And um, one of the senior lines would step out from training and go make the Chunko while everyone's training. And you come back from training and you go a meal there. And do you uh, do you enjoy the Chunko? Is it like a is it like a, a culture shock? Wait, I like the Chunko. It's to me, it's really just a big brothy soup with some hard meat in it um so it's it's lovely i i could i could eat chunko all day every day um because my diet is very like i'm always eating the same food so if chunko was a big part of it it would be easier to do but um it depends on who makes the chunko and uh what's in it essentially because you can make like a miso chunko or you can make like a salt chunko uh me personally i prefer the miso and just gives it so much more flavoring um and the other really important thing is the meat that's used in it uh so you can use like um chicken breasts or pork uh but generally if the meat has bone in it to me it's just not as good you just you having a fish out bone and put right. it to the side in the bin but if it's just plain chicken breast oh it's a good time so I'm gonna steal. Uh, I'm gonna steal Matt's uh, gimmick here and ask you this: If you ever do make it to Japan, and I hope you do, would you ever eat raw horse meat? Because Lance Archer raves about it. You know, if Lance Archer talks about it, it's something I'd definitely try. I think I'd try everything once. Like I may as well. You're over there. May as well try it. But. Uh, yeah, horse is something I've never really considered eating or thinking about. You know, I've had kangaroo, I've had crocodile, uh, but yeah, never thought about horse. Kangaroo? Yeah. 
What? Oh, you get kangaroo so easy here. I just go down to the shop, yeah. and it's just. It's the he looks out his window and stares at it, and it just oh, like, yeah. drops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys what? gonna go on hunt? <laughs> kangaroo tastes like. Don't uh, say it's, nah, it doesn't taste like chicken. It's it just t- it tastes like steak, like beef, but super chewy, super just. Is, is like, it gamey or is there fat on it or? Yeah, uh, like there's a little bit of fat, but not much. It's mainly yeah. very like lean meat. So yeah. you can buy it and it'll have like a tiny strip of fat, but that's about it. Most of it's just going to be really lean red meat. So it's super good for you if you're bodybuilding or doing something fitness related. If you want like a good amount of protein compared to fats. But yeah, Wait, so, it's, you uh, go, so you could go down to the store and get a kangaroo breast. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. They're so adorable. No, they're not. They're nasty. Yo, they'll fuck you up, bro. Yeah, I didn't dude. tell you to go mess with a wild animal. They're they're nice from afar, but far from good. <laughs> yeah, most kangaroos I've come across are really friendly and really nice, but you do see the videos of them boxing other people. <laughs> You're. Online. You ever see the video of the one kangaroo that attacks the guy's dog and the guy runs up, breaks yes. the dog away, and squares up with it and just yeah. punches it in the face? Yes, I have seen <laughs> oh, that. That's um so satisfying. I think at the police academy they showed us that video how to deal with uh people and the wildlife. Make sure you check out this video, how to box a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Because this, because it will happen. So, <laughs> so it will uh, happen eventually. So, uh, now I've heard this before. It's a, it's it's a yes or no. Everything in Australia is either trying to fight you or fuck you. Is that uh... New Zealand? Pretty much. Every, okay. Everything is going to kill you, or would kill you, or will fuck you up in some way. Like, you... I'm I'm surprised right now there isn't some fucking big spider around. There probably is. Oh, God, be out. I would have close this. <laughs> now nah, fuck spy- spiders fuck that noise oh we got huge ones we got ones that are like the size of my head not bigger. you seem like okay with that i would be like no i'm out of here it's just part of everyday life at this point you, you grow up as an old man your just... head is part yeah. of everyday life yep you used Bro, to it if i go out back if i go out to the shed there'll definitely be one in there what about um, um... What about snakes in the toilet? Oh, snakes in the toilet. Like, uh, I come across more frogs in the toilet. Um, That's the answer I wanted. Snakes will rock up randomly behind, like, a bookcase or something like that. So I've got cats. So if the cats become really skittish and they're, like, just hissing at, uh, you know, a bit of furniture in the house, I know there's probably a snake in there. Um, Mama. yeah, I remember one time just sitting out on my balcony at home, just chilling out. And my girlfriend comes to sit out too. And she sits across from me. We have two lounges across from each other. I'm just playing on my phone. I look up and above her on the rafters, it's this big carpet snake, like fucking massive. And I say to her, just, Hey, calm down. Don't stress, but just go inside. And she's like, what, what? And straight away, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, just just go inside and she can see where I'm looking. So she looks up and she just ah! oh, no. <laughs> runs inside. Uh, I, I shouldn't laugh, but it was hilarious. 
<laughs> so do do the police answer uh, animal calls in New Zealand? The the, the Motspark wants to know. No, no, the police do not. This um this just snake catches that you can call twenty four seven. Um, they cost a bit of money, but they'll come in and they'll remove the snake or animal from your house. And um, you know, I've been been at the dojo for a while now, uh, but. In the year before coming to the dojo, I probably had about six snakes. So one every two months at least rock up in the house. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, so they're man. pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know if good. I'd be able to deal with good, that. Man. Yeah. Just part of life. <laughs> no, no, not part of my life. <laughs> snakes and spiders the size of your head. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on, you just said I go out in the shed and there's probably one out there. That's horrifying. Yeah. What if it eats your face? Yeah. Just a uh, good defense, you know? <laughs> what? Okay, there's, so you were on jumping your... spiders, so you need to be a swat them real quick. Fuck. Hold on. These things are as big as your head and they jump? Yeah. Yeah, oh, those jumping oh, ones. You, you see it like in the wild um, going after a mouse or a rat? They, they fuck those rodents up. <laughs> they will just be chewing out. A little mouse will come along. The bam! Sorry. I don't know why I found that so funny, but I did. <laughs> so yeah. someone's asking, "What is a drop bear?" Drop bear. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to fuck with a drop bear. I'm gonna Google what that is. Do, do, are they bears that just fall out of the trees? Like, what is that? Yeah. Pretty much, the. They're a local legend. So if you're in Australia, you go out bush. There's fucking there's things up in the trees. There's things in the dirt below you. There's things next to you running around. But a drop bear is the most dangerous thing because if you're walking along, you sit down next to a tree, you want to just relax. You be always be aware of what's above you because there could be a fucking drop bear up there that will just fall down out of nowhere and fucking rip your face off. But what so, is it? Not like those koala bears, is it? They look so cute. Pretty much a drop bear in uh, Australian legend is just a messed up koala. A koala that's been fucked up by by whatever. Just being, being out of nature and having to deal with all those fucking spiders and snakes that, you know, they've ha had to adapt to be the apex predator of Australian bush. So it's not like a mythical creature. They exist. Like something like the Sasquatch or like the Chupacabra or... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's more mythical than realistic, but it's something that everyone just needs to be aware of just yeah. in case. You know? Is there a... Me? Is there a wrestler called the Drop Bear? Not the Drop Bear, uh -oh. but there is a wrestler within uh, Queensland, which is where I'm from, called Combat Wombat. And he is probably <laughs> the biggest legend when it comes to Queensland wrestlers. Combat Wombat. So, you know, if he, if he listens to this, shout out to Combat Wombat. You know, I salute salute that man. But he's the closest thing we have to a drop bear. Is he? This picture is horrifying. I'm gonna bring this to the states. I'm, I'm making. I'm. I'm gonna make some phone calls and have the drop bear be a wrestler. In okay. The... So you bring up combat yeah. wombat. I gotta ask you. There's a guy oh, no. who. Uh, oh no! I know oh, where it's, you're it's, going. it's a fair. I know question. where you're going. <laughs> uh, 
I, I've read 401 Mania forever, and there was a fella named Matthew uh, Forcina. You may know him as Massive Q. Are you familiar? Yes. Yeah, I know Massive Q. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you train? Tell me. Tell me how you know him. You train with him? You you know? Like work I, with him ever? I don't know him hugely on a personal degree, um, but within Australia, we have these uh, events called Supernova, which are essentially like Australian Comic Con. Um, so at those events, uh, there's a wrestling company called AWF, um, and they will come around to Queensland, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, wherever, and just do wrestling. So I've really only just known Massive Q through those shows, um, cause early on in my wrestling career, he was one of the main guys doing all those shows. So I haven't had much to do with him personally, but I've seen him wrestle, you know, he's a big dude, he yeah. throw people around, but. Yeah, that's uh, about my my knowledge when it comes to him. I got no idea what he's doing nowadays, but you know, I hope he's doing well. He seemed like a real nice guy when I have met him. The other the other thing I got to ask you about, and I, I don't know, these are all like Australia questions, and I apologize, but I got shown through one of my YouTube rabbit holes, uh, Nathan Griggs, the Whip guy. I do not know that. I oh, do you got to Google that shit. Griggs he was is. he was cracking this big ass whip to Cotton Eye Joe, like in the middle of the friggin' outback, and he's going, "Good day, everybody, Cotton Eye Joe." <laughs> the fucking God, music's is Cotton Eye Joe a wrestler? That'd be terrible. <laughs> no, no, he this dude's yeah, not wrestling. Perfect. Like he's got some sort of record for cracking like the longest whip ever or some shit, and people <sighs> just like throw out music to him and he's just like okay we're gonna we're gonna crack the whip to whatever song and the song plays and he just dances around cracking the whip with it fucking cracks the shit out of it. it's, it's hilarious but well you know, i know at home we got um we got this training school called three count academy um they're really good they have uh really consistent training um and one of the trainees coming up there i think she's looking at doing the same kind of gimmick with the whip so there'll be something to look out for in the future when it comes to australian wrestling that sounds dangerous and sexy at the same time <laughs> the ultimate combo <laughs> nailed it so you said in a year you hope to be in the new japan dojo but what's on your plate for 2023 what can uh people expect out of shep in 2023 so 2023 a little bit slow right now as i'm preparing for the the wagga show uh but then after that i'm looking at probably doing a, a local match um just uh, at home against um you know one of my peers and then after that i'm probably going to go over to europe and do a bit of a tour around there. Um, I'd really like to go to Germany, WXW, uh, go over to the UK. I've got one of my mates over there, CJ, right now, who's fucking wrestling three times a week. He's killing it. So he's working with uh, Marty Jones over there. So I'd really just like to go over and work on my British tech. Um, you know, over there, I, I wouldn't be wrestling British tech style because so everyone else would be over there. So I just bring my own style, but yeah, I feel like within my, my game of wrestling, there's still so much to learn and still so much to get better at. So this year is going to be mainly about just getting more opportunities, um, around the world and just learning at the same time. Well, this has been a lot of fun learning about Shep Alexander. I know, uh, I know a lot of Western fans aren't familiar with, with what's going on on that side of the world, but you listen to the Aaron Hanari interview I did this morning. You listen to Shep. Um, 
you know, New Zealand, Australia, that area of the world is very represented in pro wrestling. And I don't know if people realize that, like Rhea Ripley, Grayson Waller, Jay White, all those, you know, it's it's kind of starting to become a breeding ground. And I think the New Zealand dojo is only going to help further those causes. Yeah, definitely. There are so many good wrestlers in Australia and New Zealand, just people that you haven't even heard of yet. But in five years time, you just you're going to know about them. Um, no matter what state I go to within Australia, there's amazing wrestlers. Amazing. Um, so I just can't wait for the world to see more of them, and uh, myself included. So I want to lead the way through the New Zealand dojo, become the best wrestler I can, at the same time become the best rest, the best person I can be, um, and just you know, keep doing what I can, keep doing what everyone else can so that we can grow the wrestling scene. <laughs> These earbuds keep on falling out. Holy Bro, shit. Perfect. <laughs> Shep, it's all good. We appreciate the time. I know it's early over there. Um, before we let you go, is there anything else you want to leave the fan listeners who might be tuning in for the first time checking out Shep? I would say um, check out New Japan World. Check out the Tamashi shows if you haven't already. Uh, there's some amazing matches on there from the second tour, Carl Fletcher versus Robbie Eagles in Melbourne. Those two just tore it down Two Aussies that are really fucking amazing wrestlers. Um, but yeah, check out the Tamashi shows. Um, if, if you're a wrestler, you want to really up your game, message me. I'll, I'll do what I can to help whoever, um, you know, achieve their goals, achieve, achieve their dreams. Um, and yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot more coming out of New Zealand Dojo over the next few years. Um, I guess the other thing I just want to say, um, you know, to all of you, thank you very much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been great to talk to you all. Um, my girlfriend and I have had a lot of fun over the last week or so just listening to your, your past interviews. Oh, boy. So that's, oh boy. <laughs> that's given me some preparation of what to expect. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys. I, I, I love, um, you know, when people are coming together and just showing their love for pro wrestling and just being able to talk about it. So yeah, thank you to all four of you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us tonight, Chef. This was amazing. Or this morning, wherever, wherever, yeah. wherever the day <laughs> finds you halfway around the Next world. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Day's just starting for me, but uh, yeah, I hope you, you lads have a good night. Likewise, Shep. We really appreciate the time. Remember, guys, follow Shep on his Twitter and Instagram at Shep Alexander PW, Facebook.com uh, backslash Shep Effect, and go check out his pro wrestling tea store, pro wrestling slash AS7. Shep, we will stay in touch because when you start hitting it big, we're coming back to suck on that tit, brother. <laughs> Sounds awesome. This tit's all for you, boys. We're getting some of that, that New Zealand titty milk. But yeah. <laughs> Keep the left uh, one open for me. <laughs> and hopefully one day you, you get an excursion to America and we could, we could see at a show. That'd be awesome. It's going to happen. And when it does happen, I'll give you guys a heads up, all right? Awesome. Hell yeah, Shep. Thank Love you it. so much. Love Enjoy it. the rest of your day. Watch out for giant fucking spiders and snakes and tree Frog. monsters and whatever other crazy shit you got. Cookie monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep an eye out. I'm ready to go at all times. <laughs> tree frog. Shep, this is great. Thank you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Shep. Be Thanks, well, guys. brother. Have a good one.
Likewise, Shep Alexander, everybody. Be sure to give him a follow on the socials. <laughs> Back to this. <laughs> Bring him some. Hey, Shep. Ah, still- he's still here. What's up, Shep? <laughs> 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 this is oh. a bit of day, bro. And his, <laughs> and his is just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. I'm a fan. I followed him. Guys, can I tell you? Top five. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Boom. That Boom. was a blast. He was such a good dude. Like, I'm very happy. Not great booking. That was like that was a tremendous guy. I awesome. feel like it was uh, somebody on our on our Twitter feed had mentioned uh, they would like to hear hear him on the show, so uh, I reached out. And I'm glad it worked out. It was perfect. Couldn't have, couldn't, couldn't Saren- ask for a better guest. Serendipitous with uh, Aaron Hanare this morning. So it all it's all good. Hour strong, eh? Oh my god, it was fast. such a great guy. Such a fun talk. Never- can it, can can I be honest with you, real quick? Yeah, Uh-oh. buddy. When you said you were interviewing Hanare, I thought you meant Hanma, and I was like, "His English is that good?" Gandhi, <laughs> Mahanma. I'm like, "Oh my god, he's interviewing Hanma Mania. That's going to be awesome." It was not. It was not Hanma. No. No, it and was. Then when not. I, saw, I started watching the video, I said, "Oh, Hanare. Okay." Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of course, he I wanted would... to do. I'll give you back. He wanted to do the interview before the next tour started, and the, like Monday was like peak time. And I'm like, God damn it! So he I did not, it. I did not get to go out. I was gonna go out for drinks last night oh. with the newest member of the Bullet Club. Who? Orange Cassidy? No, Clark Connors, man. But uh, you know, we uh, the show ended, and then we went to, to get cheesesteaks. But there was no fucking parking, and I was getting really annoyed about that. Where'd you we, go for cheesesteaks? We were trying to go to Pat's or Gino's. The parking. Gotta go to South Street. Go to Jim's. Fuck those guys. You can go to South Street. Tony Should have drove up the road, bro. So uh, we just. Uh, I was like, you know what? It's late. We still got a, like an hour forty ride home. Like we're just gonna go on home. But I gotta oh, be up early. Boo. No, it was fun. It was a good weekend, though. Clark Connors' butt hurt. Was he offended? No, Clark Connors didn't give a fuck. He was flying high, bro. He's the the newest member of the shittiest uh, faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> no way. Led by fucking dickhead David Finley. No. Yeah, crazy. I blew crazy. my voice was fucking shot. It sounded like shit this morning. You want to hear David Griggs cracking the Nate Griggs cracking the whips to Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> so whenever you say that, it, it sounds like such like a terrible thing because I keep thinking Cotton Eye Joe's a person and not the song. <laughs> and like it sounds so bad. Wait, let me let me see if I can pull it up without a commercial. Let me see. All right. All right. Uh uh how, how Hello, this is trick cheese days for request all the way from America. This is a uh, land down under. Here we go. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. I've been married a long time ago. It's literally him in the outback just cracking his whip to the music. God damn. 
find the weirdest shit when you're, when you're on YouTube journeys, man. <laughs> All your journeys are weird. Missed the casino in Aruba. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck, just kick off the fucking screen yard. <laughs> hey, do Fuck. us a favor, bro. <laughs> Not you, me. I'd be fucking thrilled. I would have to worry one bar. <laughs> we are the bar. I'm still hot about this. Well, you ain't got to get hot about it, kid. I'm very hot about it. But you know what I'm not hot about, T-Donk? What's that, Maniac Matt? The Shining Wizards Network, home to a variety of excellent, excellent shows. You want to go over to ShiningWizardsNetwork.com and you want to check out such a variety, right? You like professional wrestling. You like comedy. You like horror. You like heavy metal. You like a watch along. You like action figure talk. You like throwbacks. You like post shows, right? Right after AEW Dynamite, boom, Mark Order Podcast. You want some figure talk, the T-O-T-S pod. You want to hear about some horror movies, 30 minutes or less, 30 screams or less. This week, Wizards Network, Mark Order Podcast, episode 107, right after the latest episode of AEW Dynamite, another whirlwind episode. Uh, Ryan and Anthony talk all things. AEW Odie on over Odie over on radioactive metal. Snowy and company down and dirty, but Bud Light Kid Rock situation, which I just found out about yesterday. Uh, and boy, people are fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, our buddy, Milwaukee Tom, him and Will Mercier Jr., they got a ROH Revelry. And that's Supercard of Honor 2013. The inconclusive breakdown, they aptly named their latest episode Suck My Tongue after the llama. Check that one. 30 screen less, Winnie Pooh, Blood Honey. That's a real horror movie. And our very own Handsome Kevin, Duke and Rogue, covering WCW Sin from 2000. It'd be a sin for you not to watch it. Waka, waka. And there's other shows. The broadcast is there. Uh, Turnbuckle Throwbacks, Wrestling Night in Canada. It's all available at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Check it out. And if you're enjoying this podcast, right, if you enjoyed our interview with Shep Alexander, you enjoyed our time with Vinny Pacifico last week, you enjoyed uh, me being an absolute raving fucking lunatic. Well, guess what, people? I need new equipment, so you should support our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com. Uh, that was a joke. I have my equipment is fine. I have the soundboard. I have a different microphone. You know, maybe I need a new router. I don't know. We'll figure these things out before our next episode. Uh, but if you want to check us out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. One dollar a month, you get mentioned every week. Three dollars a month, you get access to all of our bonus content uh from now and all the way through the to the beginning of our Patreon. $5 a month to get a shout out with your social media, your website, uh, whatever we can do to support you. $10 a month, you go into the monthly drawing where you pick a winner and you get to decide how you want to be a part of the show. At this time, let's thank Kathy Hummer, Queen of the Shining Wizards, Minnie Kratzo, the King of the Shining Wizards, Danny Russinello, at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine, Anthony Russinello, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, 
Uh, Kate Hensler at Miss Kate Fabe on the Twitter machine. Matt Garifo at Hudat Matt 81. Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom. Kieran, he's my bread club associate. Bon Beasley, Eric Freeds, SJ McDonald, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, Braden Bergen, Brendan Haney, Ryan Schlong at Mark Order Pod, Asian Joe, the Can You Beat That Champion, Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson. Rogue. He's at Year of Pod. He's at JJ Rogue Means. He's at TOTS Pod. And last but certainly not least, he's got a Twitter account at W Mercier Jr., the one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, do I ever know oh, what you mean? I believe that you do, my friend. Totally. So, uh, get there. I saw you guys did over the top. Uh, I saw a couple. I didn't see it all. So I know that's out of the way. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys caught up with each other while I was uh, having a meltdown. So that's always good. Been there, done that. <laughs> uh, I went to the New Japan shows this weekend. Of course you did. How'd that go? Oh my god, it was so much fun. You and the uh, Mark Order crew, Mark Order crew plus uh the doctor. Uh well, uh Saturday night was me, Kate and Anthony, and then yesterday in Philadelphia, uh Mr. Ryan Schlong and uh Daniel joined us. Was it so where was the where was the first show? You went to DC? Yes. The first show was in Washington, Washington. Washington. How how big were the venues? Because like the pictures that you had posted, the venues didn't look that big. Were they just were they bigger than what they appeared in the the pictures that you put out? Uh, uh, Philadelphia was the twenty three hundred arena, the old ECW arena that was sold out. Um, because they had signs all over the doors that they weren't taking any more tickets, and there was a really good house there. Um, DC was kind of like where the DC WNBA team plays, apparently. How many so people it, would you figure that held? 12. Oh, not even. 300? That's a lot of people. No, it probably, probably between, I mean, it probably held between two and 4,000. That's pretty it damn good. It wasn't full. Like, I'm not going to pretend like it was full. Yeah, but there was a good house there. Not a shit. So WNBA teams have their own venues now? This is a thing? Usually they're smaller arenas and they share it with like maybe a college. Yeah. Or for these smaller events, maybe they do some comedy shows. I've had line there. (laughs) The Washington Mystics. They play at the Entertainment and Sports Arena. Let me see here. Can I get a uh, so like the Liberty plays like the Liberty play at the Garden, but like maybe like a a smaller market team like DC might play in a venue that can fit four thousand people. That's perfectly fine. The DC Arts and Crafts Auditorium, flea market, the (laughs) entertainment and sports arena capacity two hundred. How much? Forty two hundred. That's pretty good. And how many people would you say were were actually there? Like a thousand, two thousand? I say between fifteen hundred and two thousand. That's awesome, man. 
listen, it's a, so like I I don't Matt, you know way better than me, but like New Japan, like when they come stateside, other than like New Japan Strong, and I don't know like what they do there, like their studio shows or anything like that. But I feel like any audience that they get that's in the four figures, I feel like that's a win to me. 100%. So New Japan Strong is, this is what they're doing now. They're no longer doing studio tapings. They're doing these special shows. Oh, that's news to me. So they don't have a TV show anymore. Well, they do. It's just so like Battle in the Battle in the Valley, which took place in February, they turned it into like you could pay whatever to see it live as is. Or you can wait for it to come out on strong and it's chopped up to tell oh, the story. Gotcha. So this was like a taping per se. Yes. So there's gotcha. there's running. So now the next set of strong b- between now and May, when the next set of tapings is, all this will be shown on, gotcha. on the New Japan Strong. I don't know why I thought these were like kind of just like house show, like live event, like special type deals. I think the idea was that to get people a little more invested in it. To have some kind of continuation, you know, as we're now going was, through. Were they like marathon, like impact tapings, or were they swift to the point? They were so uh, New Japan always announces their cards beforehand. Each each night had eight matches, uh, and we were in and out between. I think DC was a little over three hours, and Philly was about the same time. Gotcha. Because it's gotcha. just it's go go go. They're not like, you know, everything's happening. There's no like, okay, like now we're going to do like an interview segment. Like Lance Archer beat the ever loving dog shit out of Fred Rosser. And then uh, <laughs> after the match, he got on the mic and called out Tony Khan and Kenny Omega. And he's coming for them. So it's just go, go, go. So he's so Lance Archer basically said he's coming for, I'm assuming, Kenny's U.S. championship, national championship? U.S. championship. So the, uh, so last night in Philadelphia, Archer versus Fred Rosser. The winner of that goes on to Dominion to face the winner of Osprey Tanahashi. For what are your thoughts on where, where? What are your thoughts on where Lance where Lance Archer is right now in the wrestling landscape? He's presented in a better in New Japan. He is in a gotcha. That makes sense. Always. So it was a good time. It was a great time. We got new open open tag team champions. Aussie Open won. Yeah. They beat uh, the, the guns who uh, obviously this will tie into impact at some point where we can get to, but uh, yeah, that was the, yeah. That, I, I didn't, I didn't even know that when I watched rebellion. So I didn't even know that they were beltless. The guns. Yeah. They beat the guns and Okada and Tanahashi in a three-way dance. How was the, how was the crowd? I mean, not as far as like people there, but was, is it a, is it a hot crowd? Was the crowd really oh. in, really into the, the whole night? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially obviously for the bigger names, Naito, Tanahashi, Tanahashi, Takahashi, Sonata, um, but like, you know, there's, there's, they have their favorites. Uh, they fucking hated Eddie Edwards, <laughs> and I hate. don't know why. It was the weirdest thing. Eddie to Edwards is such people, a weird dude. For, to the point where people were chanting "fuck you, Eddie," and people were like, "We want Davy Richards," and I'm like, "What? Uh, what, guys? What are we doing here?" Yeah, Eddie Edwards is the nicest guy in the world. So, like, I understand maybe like you don't like him as a character because he, it's it's weird. But like the fact that you're chanting that you want Davy Richards, I say we want Davy is over the line. <laughs> like, I love Eddie Edwards. He's the man, but I don't always like his direction and the fact that 
and but I would never chant for Davy Richards over <laughs> Eddie Edwards ever in my life. Why are you jealous that? of his big dong? Oh yeah. Look who you're talking to, Tony. <laughs> oh that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> totally fucking around. But it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun. It, the, the both shows were great. Uh I saw LSG in Philadelphia, so that was cool. Nice. Um just a great time. Awesome. How were uh, how was the crew? Everyone good? Oh, everyone was great. We got new members of the Bullet Club. Clark Connors joined the Bullet Club, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, Juice Robinson beat the shit out of Fred Rosser because he uh, he talked about Tony Storm. So that was fun little story. Speaking of Bullet Club, Matt, real quick, I don't I don't want to jump ahead, but before we get to like top fives and all this great stuff that we have coming up on the show. Thoughts on Jay White's AEW kind of debutish thing? What did you think about that? I thought it was great. Did you? Yes, I. I it's not the WWE, so that's a win. <laughs> WWE is awesome. <laughs> WWE is awesome. Right now, it is. I think. I mean, I I love AEW too. My thoughts. My... Can I? Can, how's the rest of the room feel about the WWE right now? I I've been enjoying the product. Okay, I know we talked about. Raw after WrestleMania last week, and it felt it was a Raw after WrestleMania this year was a real dump. I mean, it was it was a shit in the living room, but but uh, you're allowed to have a shit in the living room every now and again. No, no, absolutely, I agree. No, Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to go to WWE and get like some fucking dumb name, and then kind of just become (laughs) like some fucking mid card job guy, which is could easily happen in AEW. It's exactly what's going to happen in AEW. So uh, I kind of somebody's got a job the pockets. (laughs) <laughs> may have yelled at a bunch of people last night. Uh-oh. And by the way, you did. Oh, 100% when uh, David Finley was came out and they were like, we want Jay White. And I'm like, you're the same motherfuckers that rooted for Eddie Kingston to beat him. So you reap what you sow, you fuckers. <laughs> you wanted this. Enjoy it now. Enjoy fucking David Finley and his fucking stupid shillelagh. Give me what I want. A shillelagh. There'll be a lot more anger on the next episode of the Bread Club. I could talk about fucking New Japan forever, but I don't want to bore you guys to death. I'm, a, I'm kind of engaged. I like when you're fired up, but these guys are probably bored. Tony looks like he's ready for a nap. Yeah. Fuck Jay White. Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck him in his hiney hole. Fuck you in your hiney hole. Defending, hey, you guys, you reap what you sow. I could only imagine pontificating Matt trying to tell these people the old what for when they're fucking chanting against Jay White. No, they were chanting for him, asshole. They for wanted his, him back. Yeah, well, you're the asshole because he's not there anymore. So how you like them apples? I never wanted him to leave. I was never cheering for fucking cheeseburger eating hernia Eddie Kingston. <laughs> fucking cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> I didn't want that. But everybody oh. else did. Oh, Eddie Kingston, he's cool. He says partner and he fucking looks like... <laughs> His, his promos are so real. He should definitely uh, get J, beat Jay White, and he'll never be able to step foot in a New Japan ring again because he knows the history of all Japan wrestling. Well, good. Enjoy fucking David Finley, you dick knockers. I knew, I knew Kate was going to chime in. I knew it. Of course I she is. She's absolutely knew it. Partner, partner. Leave my man alone, Kate the Great says. <laughs> so Kate's into guys with big bellies. Hmm. I told her, I said, if you're into guys with fucking her- fat guys with hernias, I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> you're married to Lee Pan. 
<laughs> low pan. <laughs> low pan. Not high <laughs> I got a funny Sumi Sakai story. Oh, please tell me Sakai story. So where we were in DC, we were we were in the first bowl, second row. And it was opposite of the entrance. So it was kind of like the like probably where they bring all the ring equipment in. So wrestlers would come out there and just kind of stand there because they were kind of hidden to watch the matches. So I saw like Air Fox and Eddie Edwards and uh, Kevin Knight and all these other fantastic. Talent. Was it black Kevin Knight? It was. Oh, shit. Uh, so then I saw Sumi Sakai and she ran by. I said, hi, Sumi Sakai. And she ignored me. Maybe she didn't hear me. I don't know. And then she ran by again because she had to escort Kushida up to get his DoorDash food. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He ordered fucking DoorDash, bro. They ran up the stairs together. Ever do the spit take? I literally just spit on myself. <laughs> and then I said, oh, hey, Sumi Sakai. And she ignored me again. So then uh, Kate had like the sniffles, allergies, some Ooh. sinus infection, whatever. So we got to the 2300 arena early um, and there was a target within walking distance. So we found a parking spot. We walked down to the target. Target. <laughs> Tony can't contain himself. Hmm. Figures, figures. We have time. Let's go to Target. <laughs> yeah, doors. We doors were not till four. We got there about <laughs> doors at Target four. weren't till four. Oh, the the yeah. arena, you wizards. We got there like three fifteen. So I said, let's. We're gonna walk down to the Target. Right? Did you stop at Chuck E. Cheese on the way? Uh, you know, you're not allowed to in Chuck E. Cheese without a child. <laughs> oh, kid was there with did you. Did you, you have one? No, but to keep the the kitty touchers out, you're not allowed in here without a child. Hey, can you can I borrow your kid? I want to get some pizza. Something special. Can I borrow your kid? So I can watch hey, my favorite band. I'll babysit for free. I just need some pizza and ski ball. <laughs> You've been with these guys forever. Let me borrow your kid and let me see animatronic robots play their hits. So we walk down to the to the um target target. Uh, and Kate gets her claret in, and I guess she has to like, she has to show ID and all this stuff. And I wander off because I need, I'm like, I need an energy drink. So I wander off and I come back, and we're at the pharmacy. Kate's doing whatever, and Aunt's standing up by the end cap, and right next to him is an Asian woman doing something. And I went, Oh, what's that? Sumi Sakai? And Aunt goes, It is. And I was just like, Whatever. He's been a fucking dick the whole trip. So whatever. We've been busting balls. Right, so I'm like watching Kate, and she's got a problem with her fucking license or something stupid. The lady turns around. I go, "Oh shit, it's Sumi Sakai," and Aunt goes, "I fucking told you it was Sumi Sakai." Stupid. <laughs> this sounds like the Briscoe Duck and Donuts story. What was Sumi Sakai buying in the Target? Clarity. Uh, I think she was there because Tanahashi broke his ribs, and she was getting some kind of medication for him. Maybe some bandages. Did Tanahasho come out with bandages around his ribs like Diamond Dallas Page for all of 2099? <laughs> Tanahashi did not wrestle the second night because he had broken ribs. Poor guy. Poor yeah. Guy. Oh, I broke my ribs. Hey, sue me. Can you go down to Target to see what you can get from me? Hey, I broke my ribs. Sue me. <laughs> she's she's the fucking liaison just like you're the liaison for the committee sumi sakai is the liaison for the yeah. japanese talent no, doing the sumi was there man. back in when we uh first did our live gimmick at uh at pws right wasn't she there she was uh jushin liger's, jushin liger's uh, liaison she was yeah, yeah. there with uh evil and belville 
when I got my picture with Evil. Evil? Go. Wait, Bell? Evil was in Belleville. He was in the fucking as um, oh, whatever his fucking name was before he was Evil. Now, do you? Oh, I know this because he used to work Broadway all the time. I'm not gonna remember it in time. I was uh, say, no. do you think? Do you think uh, Evil shows up in Belleville and goes, "What the fuck no, happened?" Bel- to me? Belleville is Evil's tag team partner. It's Evil and Belleville. Watanabe. Yeah, t- uh, yeah, Watanabe. Yeah, he was in a fucking battle royal because he was on excursion, and Sumi was just taking him wherever, and he'd just be in a fucking battle royal. He was. He was, was he, he in there with Vintage and Dominion? <laughs> no, but uh, v- Vicious Vin. Was was vicious <laughs> that was the big. That was the big return where he sold like fucking seventy tickets, and they put him on. Then everybody left after his match. No, I thought he had a singles match for his retirement match. Yes, but it wasn't the main event. He wrestled, and then it was over, and all the people that came to see him left. Yeah, I was there when he wrestled uh, Damian Gibbs. That was his final match. He had the fucking fancy Belleville. Yeah, Belleville High. Yeah, and then then you left. Same situation. Yep, about four or five hundred people walked out with him. Bayside High? Fair Bay. Wait, that's East Side. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great movie. What? Um, uh, Lean on Me? You know, the real life principal lived across the street from me. I heard he was a fucking wackaloon. My brother, when we were at Hall together, had a communications class. And uh, I forget what the topic was. You had to get up and speak on something. And he came, he came out of class one day. Like, like Conan, yeah. speak on this? Yes. And he said, that's enough. That's enough. Yes. No, that's enough. That's enough. So my Lead brother, on me. That's enough. My brother and I met up for lunch that day. He's like, yo. I'm like, how did your, how did your shit go with uh, communications? He goes, yo. Some kid got up and told us the truth about Joe Clark. And he was an asshole. He treated the kids like terribly and just fucking ragged on everybody. I was like, that's so disappointing. Morgan Freeman was awesome. So it's like as mythical as the drop bear is what you're trying to say. Pretty much. Although I don't know if you'd see Joe Clark falling out of trees in Patterson anytime soon, but who knows? (laughs) He lived on Beverly Road in West Orange. And he, he actually, I heard once he got canned from East side, he was working at like the Hudson West County side. youth facility or some oh. shit. So like, he no was idea. still like around, like, I don't know. No so that was my story about Joe Clark. Yeah. That was a Clark. completely off the rails uh, segment there brought to you by off the rails, hard tequila. Drink there were so many it. great lines in that movie too. And he's telling him you smoke crack. Don't you son You're killing <laughs> yourself? Jump off the roof and do it. Expeditiously. <laughs> but when he goes, we're voting Mr. Clark out. And Sam's goes, yo bitch vote on this. <laughs> Lots of stabbings and shit in that movie. <laughs> Great movie. Oh my god, he said it ain't his, but I ain't never been with no other boy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> lean on me is the greatest quotable movie ever. I think better than Clerks. It's, it's pretty good, Tony. You're not wrong about that. I it's love that movie. So good. Uh, when he goes contrary to what you say, I'm the HNIC. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Tony, take us over now. What are you doing, (laughs) Tony? What a fucking great movie! (laughs) You know what it is too. It's like The Sopranos. It's Patterson. It's fucking local. You know? Yeah, it's very close. It's like shit. I know where that school is. (laughs) Oh my god! But we don't want a good principal. We want Mister. Lock the doors. (laughs) 
Code red, code code ten, code ten. The Eagles landed. Get the chains off the door. <laughs> he fucking locked the kids in. <laughs> he put padlocks with like, Hercules chains. <laughs> like he was like, "Hey, Herc, let me let me let me chop up your chain and put them on all the doors." Oh my god, what a fantastic movie! When the dude comes in after Darnell flips over his desk, he's like, "Mr. Clark," he's like, "What? What is it? Uh, it can wait." <laughs> He literally <laughs> took junkyard dogs and Hercules chains and cut them up <laughs> <laughs> and put locks around all the doors. <laughs> the two worst workers, like basically ever. He's like, let me get your chains, guys. Fuck it. Listen, if you're watching, listening, Lean on Me is one of the greatest movies ever. Highly recommended. Two two Tony thumbs up. Tony, is this worse than local news? You think, Matt, or is it? I mean, Morgan Freeman won the Outstanding Lead Actor in a Motion Picture Award in 1989 and ACP Image Awards. Nice. And many of the actors and actresses won Best Young Artist Awards. It's a fantastic movie. It really is. Great. Yeah, it was. It was. I like. I'd watch it right now if I could. Like it's Robert Guillaume's in the fucking movie for God's sake. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo. Are you shitting on Benson? Is did you just shit on Benson? What is wrong with you? No, I just shit on the last six minutes of the show. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, it's not Jay White talk about New Japan. I was going to ask you about the fucking draft. I know how that ex- gets your loins moist. I, dude, I don't. Whatever. Do you even want to talk about wrestling, Tony? No, I really don't. Can we talk about more movies? No, you start your own fucking movie podcast, man. That's not nice. You know what? No. Mark Order, if you're looking for somebody to start watching AEW and give an honest, truthful opinion rather than all the happy horseshit that Kate spreads on Wednesday nights when she gets her internet working, give me a call. Hottest free agent in wrestling podcasting right uh, here. You're a free agent now. Well, oh. I mean, if, if you're not wanted over here for some great lean on me talk, I don't know what to tell you. fucking <laughs> wrestling podcast, dickhead. <laughs> Did you watch yeah, it? So- no, I watch fucking Lean on Me. <laughs> Morgan Freeman movie marathon. <laughs> I watched Billy Starks and fucking Jade Cargill. That was last week's shit bird. I was on vacation, it. but for brains. You came back Thursday. You had fucking five days to watch fucking some wrestling. Some no, because I had to figure out what I was picking for this god-awful fucking uh, impact. More shit I gotta pick. I'm trying to enjoy my vacation. Oh, Tony's gotta pick another fucking... You were back way before Rebellion. Rebellion was yesterday. You were back Thursday. You had three whole days to figure it out. Yeah, it was a long time fucking processing things. A long time processing things? You know what I was trying to figure out? I was trying to figure out why Kenzie Page didn't get a fucking belt. Instead, they gave her some fucking Freebird trophy to carry around. What the fuck is Billy Corgan doing? The NWA, what do you expect? What is he doing? We have two sets of U.S. tag title belts and no fucking women's TV title. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, don't worry. All the wrestlers are featured in the new Smashing Pumpkins music video. What 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 pray tell fucking concoction song is this? Oh, I don't know. I just know the last the, you know when they go on tour, some of the NWA wrestlers get to go on stage and wrestle. So I guess if that's what you want to do, be part of a fucking shitty wrestling promotion and wrestle in front of a bunch of fucking people having midlife crises, listening to your fucking old music. <laughs> Look, yeah, you're a big Smashing Pumpkins fan, Kevin. Nope, I'm raising my hand because I'm a midlife crisis, dude. 
<laughs> Maybe you could join the Bullet Club because that's what fucking David Finley looks like. A dude who had a midlife crisis. He brought a motorcycle. He dyed his hair black. Fucking asshole. Get out of here, David Finley. Didn't Sonata just do the same thing and win the fucking world championship? Sonata joined just five guys. Taichi has the. Wait, wait. Are they serving burgers at intermission? What the fuck is just five guys? I get DoorDash it. Wait. Sumi Sakai's getting her orders for her. You leave Sumi Sakai out of this. We don't know if she got back. She's a fucking delivery girl. When you hit him up with the fucking text for your burgers, it says Sumi is on her way. So, Matt, I have a serious question for you. Yes, so, David Finley is the leader of the of the Bullet Club in New Japan. Allegedly. Allegedly. And you have Jay White and uh, uh, fucking... Rock Hard! Rock Hard, Juice Ferguson. Rocky Jones? Juice in... Ferguson? Who the fuck's Juice Ferguson? <laughs> Juice Ferguson. <laughs> 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 Turk Ferguson, the Jewish is loose. You know yeah, but so yeah. I prefer rock hard Juice Ferguson. I want <laughs> it. Dude, Juice Ferguson is amazing. So you have them in, in AEW, and you have Bay and Ace Austin in Impact. Right? Are they all not connected at all? Or are they still kind of like interloped into this like weird conundrum of uh, Bullet Club? Uh, I thought I thought Jay White was exiled, and I thought that. Um, I also thought that Juice Robinson like left. I don't know, like what? Okay, Juice Robinson is Ferguson. not under contract with New Japan. He's an AEW contract the talent. Jay White lost the loser leaves Japan match, and then lost the he can never wrestle in New Japan. But he was never jumped out of Bullet Club like Adam Cole, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Fergal all previous leaders. So I don't know if that's the story they're looking to tell. Uh, it's very much we're entering NWO 2000 years here where we have love it. I think what are the, what is he calling it? Bullet club gold in AEW. I don't, I know when ACE and Chris, if they go back to Japan, they are associated with the bullet club. I know they just kicked out ELP. They just added Clark Connors. The house of torture is still a thing. Yeah, they they got rid of Phantasmo, right? Yeah, they booted him. So he got jumped he out. Up? What's up? He got jumped out. Yeah, he got jumped out. So does he show? Up? Does he join Rock Hard uh, Juice, Juice Ferguson, maybe, and, uh, and uh, Razor Knife Jay White in AEW? <laughs> Razor Knife. Wait, does Jay White go AEO? I thought it was Jay Butter Knife. Butter Squash. I have to rethink you being yeah. a wizard. Um, That's what you fucking said last week, Mr. Socks. Yeah, don't take shit from fucking refusal to go barefoot over here. Oh, fucking the cheating, cheating connection on the bottom of the screen. Let's fucking stuff the ballots, you douches. No, I'm with Matt on this. Stuff a cheeseburger. Yeah, who's in the committee? These two. Who's not in the? Can you beat that anymore? Me and Kevin. I who's, am the liaison, and he's the game and master. Lobbing softballs. Who won the 1992 Royal Rumble? There's one answer, and both contestants still got it wrong. It wasn't a question. <laughs> I, I would have got it right. Mike Peterson shows up. He thinks he's king shit. He's putting promos out on fucking the social media. He's trying to get himself hey, over. Kevin is. If if the committee had any balls, oh here we go. They would bring in Shining Wizards Kevin to smush him. I'll smush anyone, bro. I I thought I thought the 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 person on the table was going to be Matthew Birch. He does not want any part of the the. The games, but he did come up with the name of the episode, which I really appreciate. I think I think Tony did too. Tony put it in the private chat. To be fair, what frogs in the toilet? Yep. 
After yeah. Wagga Wagga. I also put Wagga Wagga, but that that I think gets supplanted by. So the Wagga Wagga, when you said, uh, I think Handsome Kevin mentioned Fozzie Bear. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go like Aussie Bear. <laughs> like Aussie. Yeah, good thing you didn't, and you probably shouldn't have just now. <laughs> Win the bell, Tony. <laughs> I give you that one, Kev. There you go. <laughs> so uh, Tony's complaining about Impact Rebellion. Kevin, I know you watched the show. Um, and I think you had the best record. I think you won eight and one. That's it. That's it, baby. And uh, the one that I lost, which was the uh, hardcore war. I don't even care that I lost it because I didn't like the outcome and I didn't think it was the right move, but uh, it's a finish of a story. And that was Tommy dreamer, Bupinder Gujar, uh, Yumora, um, killer Kelly. And uh, I'm sure there's someone else I'm forgetting. Uh, beat bully Ray. My, my dear good friend, Brian Myers. Moose. Moose was the only one in wrestling gear, by the way, in that entire match. That was weird because he's the wrestling god. I, get, uh, I don't know about that. Well, that's what he calls himself. So he no, was I in the gear. He got stapled in the balls, Matt. Why would anyone want that? He got a stapled. Killer Kelly stapled a staple gun in his nutsack. That's right. Do you have to pay extra for that? How far <laughs> off is staple to the balls as far as needle in the dick? Because I think it's a working, I think it's a working, it's a working staple. staple in the balls. He didn't get stapled in the balls. It was through his gear. Like too. there wasn't big fat moose nuts naked for the world to see on pay-per-view with a fucking shiny piece of metal in them. Was there? No. Hey. No, I, I get the feeling like for some reason I'm remembering there used to be a guy. Was it a jackass thing? He would take his ball meat and staple it to his thigh. Was that Steve-O that did that shit? Yes. <laughs> no hesitation. The fuck do I know about that? <laughs> Definitely wasn't a wrestling thing, Tony. It was. It had to have been a Steve-O thing. Oh, uh, so uh, KJG goes eight and one. Tony and Handsome Kevin seven and two. Uh, I went six and three, and uh, Brundon went uh, five and four. And <laughs> slowly loser. making his way back into. He's within striking distance. Kevin takes a two-game lead over Tony. That's right. Uh, I'm only three back. This time last year, I was probably a dozen back, so I am content with where I am. Brendan is five back, 12 for handsome Kevin. So let me ask you this, guys. I've, I've, I had a question that I wanted to, to pose to you guys because normally when I watch a pay-per-view, there's always at least one match where I say, hey, go back and watch this match. Like okay. you have to, you have to see this. But this show, while it was awesome and it was good, it was more of like to me. And maybe if you're in the chat, you can chime in if you watch Rebellion. It was a steady flow of great things. So, is that a good thing or a bad thing that one match didn't stand out to you, where you have to say you gotta see this, or are you more content with everything being great? but not spectacular. I'll start with Matt. I don't think, no, I don't think that's a problem. Um, because it, you're, you stay engaged. There's no, there's no, I'm going to go pop, get some popcorn or take a shit or take a piss or be on your phone or whatever. You're kind of engaged and everything is good and level. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm going to go uh, thumbs up. T-Donk? I think I'm more okay where if there's more important, bigger matches that really stand out and a couple of like 
eh, that could fall off. Because I think wrestling kind of needs those ups and downs. Like, even when New Japan stacks their cards, like, I always feel like, okay, there's a match. It's going to be good. It's not going to be great. So, you know, this is a little bit of a break, a little bit of an emotional, like, separation. And then you could jump back into it. And, and Kev, I just want to reiterate that this is just my opinion. Like, I literally, this is only me. Other people might point out a match that was awesome that I'm maybe underselling. Like, off the top of my head, Kev, um, the it op- I didn't watch the pre-show, so I didn't see Heath Rhino versus um, Shira and uh, Singh, and I did not see the Coven versus uh, the Death Dolls. But, uh, I mean, I guess Bullet Club, Ace Austin and Chris Bay against Motor City Machine Guns, incredible. Uh, the Dirty Dango, Joe Henry, Santino Morella, and Design match culminated with the story of the Sammy Callahan finally turning on on the design. So that happened. That was that's a thing. Some bullshit. So that's that was real. PCO Eddie Edwards was great, other than the fucking tacky, cheap fucking casket that they used. Holy shit! Could you fucking put some effort into your fucking props? Um, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Kevin. Um, is that an impact thing or is it a PCO thing? Because if you remember, when remember, I when don't he, remember. I'll talk about that right now. On the Ring of Honor title, and they did the stupid thing with the fucking car and uh, uh, Destro, where you like fucking electrocuted him back to life and he beat Rush. I remember that. That was fucking, that was also tacky and awful. It was terrible. Matt, I'm telling you, it looks like it was bought at like the fucking dollar store, this casket. Like, I swear Scott, to God. Scott Demore's saving his money. He brought in fucking Nick Aldis. Fuck yeah. Yes. And Nick Aldis was on commentary. So right there. So that was huge. And Kevin, I'll get to your, your thoughts on my question before. Um, Nick Aldis, with Josh Alexander being out, now you have Steve Macklin, your world champion, Nick Aldis, ready-made storyline. It may not go long because I feel like Nick Aldis eventually will go to WWE or AEW. Uh, but it is the perfect place setter right now until Josh Alexander comes back and then maybe you can run it back with Kushida. But I think it was perfectly done. So Kevin, let me ask you, do you think if everything is great, but nothing sticks out like tremendously above anything else? Uh, I mean, the X division match was great too. Mike Bailey. Um, and, uh, and, um, God, uh, fuck. What the fuck? Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. Yeah. And Jonathan Jonathan Gresham was awesome. Yeah. But, uh, do you think that it's better that everything is great or do you want one thing to stick out for you? Uh, I think that if everything is great, you don't really have like, there's no issue, but you always want like to be able to point to something on a card, like one, you know, one match that you go, okay, you know, the whole card was great, but boy, did that, you know, that go ahead and shoulders above the rest. I think that again, not a problem. If everything, like if everything is good and everything was enjoyable and there was substance in the entire, like every step of the way, that's fantastic. But I still think that you want, that, to be able to go back and go, that was the match that stole the night. Right. You know what so I mean? Like, there's something to point if, to. If you're Impact and you want people to buy replays on Fight or something like that, you want something to sell them. Right. But you could also say, like, the, the counterpoint, the whole show was good. Yeah. Which is, could, which is great, but how are you going to, like, how are you going to get somebody to be, go back? Yeah, you can't market it like that. Because yeah. nobody go, you go. Oh, the whole show was great. Yeah, like course. somebody, somebody's gonna think that you're blowing smoke up their yeah, ass. Yeah, exactly. So like, you yeah. want that one, you know, match to really stand out for people to really, you know, grab on and go. Yep, I'm. Go- I gotta go see at least that match. And then maybe throughout the course, they watch the entire card and they go, "Wow, this whole thing's fucking great." So even though this was the one match I got wrong, 
I probably would say my favorite thing about the show, and not just because my best friend was in it. I would say the hardcore war was probably my favorite thing on the show. My man, Tommy. That's it. Oh, what? Oh, no. I like Tommy. He's yeah. actually taking time off now, too, which also is weird. I know he's going through some personal stuff, but uh, um, it was weird that he, he won if he's not going to be there. I guess the only guy that picked Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it made sense for the culmination of the story and the, the feud and getting the one up on Bully, but if he's not going to be there... It's and Dreamer just, always fucking loses. He made a career out of fucking losing. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And you know why, why we, Tony? Because he's a, fucking he's a loser. loser. Not on Saturday, he wasn't, bitch. Nope, right. You know what? I think I tend to agree with Matt. I'm tired of seeing Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer in anything in wrestling in 2023. It's so weird. Once I think that I'm tired of seeing them, like, I don't hate seeing them. It's so freaking, it's like a, it's like a flip-flop every fucking day. It's so bizarre. Matt wouldn't know what a flip flop is. <laughs> oh, because he doesn't wear shoes in the house or socks. I know hair. what flip. I know what flip flops are, and I don't wear fucking socks with them because I'm not a European douchebag or, or an old man. Player. I mean, one or the other. Um, uh, Diana Perazzo is gonna come the at new... me with these flip flops, motherfucker. <laughs> They're called chanclas. I'll fucking chunkle all over your face, buddy. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> have enough money for me to chuckle on you. Give him some Please, of that raw horse meat, Matt. Some of them hot dogs you got saved up for your fucking competition. Give me some old fucking chonklas. I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, KJG. I'm sorry. Tony. No, just... we're good. I mean, I, I don't want to run in long. I don't want to run in too much. Oh, you're good. We're fine. We had a fucking great long show last week. Numbers are through the roof, people. That's right, baby. If you ain't listening. Through the fucking roof. I got nothing. Wait, wait. Is this right? <laughs> what is that? Get him. What are you doing? Get <laughs> fucking doing the fucking Brady Bunch shit. So uh Kevin, back to to Rebellion. Uh Macklin got his moment in the sun and then a little face off with Nick Aldis. That's right. And I they let the ladies main event, which I thought was nice. <laughs> it was great. Ladies. But- <laughs> But again, it was the match was fine, but it just like it didn't scream after I watched it. And maybe it was just me in the moment that when I watched it, and I wasn't like geared up, like super geared up to like watch. I watched my boss was out, so I watched it at work. Oh, so um, uh, so like maybe I wasn't in like complete like focus wrestling mode. So like maybe that's why I didn't think that everything like was wasn't as great as it was, and everything was great. But uh, Diana Parazu and uh. And uh, Jordan Grace had a great match. <laughs> and these fucking guys can go fucking kick rocks and fucking go to hell. Try to grab Matt's titties. I was listening. <laughs> uh, can I ask you with uh, with Jordan? Right, there's a lot. Like a lot of people are talking a lot of shit about her. I, I look great. I think she's fantastic. I've always been a big fan, but her voice clearly sounds like it's it's changed. All right, why don't we put a pin in that? Okay. Because okay. right. that might uh that might be involved in the old top five. Oh, well now I just spoiled it. So we'll do the other one. <laughs> <Glad to. laughs> you have top five about voices related. And you'll see why Jace. once we do it. Jace? Hmm. Jace, as my dear good personal friend Peter Rosenberg would say. Kev, you're making me wear out the bell tonight. With all this <laughs> hey Tony, I saw Marty Bardur the other day too, actually. How about that? How about Colin White? 
I did not. He's in Arizona. I did not see him. He's playing for the uh... nobodies. Really? He's, he's fucking, he like he's older than me, man. He left. <laughs> what do you mean he left? I don't know. He's forty. He's forty-five years old. Who's he? No, but he for? was like a Jersey guy. No, like no, 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 no. He just was visiting Arizona. Oh, but he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. he, he got well, me you made it sound like he's gone for good. You're like he he's got me Arizona. the tickets. He got me the alumni suite tickets. Well, Maybe? shit, I didn't know you were like BFFs. So we're like, oh, he's on vacation. You just Have you not seen like, the picture of him wearing our shirt with me in a headlock? I got yeah, this one, that's Tony. Like Ten years ago, dude. <laughs> was like Keep last going. week. Everyone, let's go. <laughs> Another uh, great segment. How'd you guys feel about Jeff Hardy returning to AEW? I didn't see it coming, but I loved it. I don't care. I mean, I, I care, but I don't know. If you can't clean, say you don't care and then say you care. You got to pick a side. Right. That's true. It's tough, though. What's so tough about it? Well, at I least want, Matt's going to. No, I'm glad that he's back. Out. If he's clean and sober and he's back and he's going to stay healthy, then I like it. Okay, Kevin uh, Rogue, you look like you uh, said no. We just fucking talked about it. He needs to take a fiver, right? He just just takes, just go, just go for now, just go for now. And I, I mean, it might have been rust. He didn't look, he didn't look super crisp at all. Uh, and I mean, time away and all, I get that, but like, it just it was mm. a running in a swan time. Like, I know what it was. I know what it was. I watched it, Kevin. I'm Here's aware. the thing, Matt, Matt always kind of went a little more ground-based compared to Jeff. Jeff is too old to be doing that shit anymore. He really is. So, Tony, do you notice how he does the swanton now? He doesn't do it like he used to. He literally does it like a pancake on his back on the guys to protect himself. Dude, he's throwing himself off the top rope on top of somebody. Like, you could pancake, you could flip, you could do whatever you want. It's still going to fucking hurt. That's that's rough, dude. I'll tell you this though, I was really happy that he didn't fucking like didn't recreate his debut when like he like went to the crowd first and like pandered while his brother was getting the shit beat out of him, and he just literally ran down with his artist chair and uh, <laughs> and uh, and started to fuck shit up. You know, I gotta ask. Okay. Because the rumors are f- flying. Uh oh. About me. CM Punk back in AEW. He'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, the entire time. So, if you believe everything you read in the dirt sheets, fuck Dave Meltzer. I believe everything. It is now rumored that AEW will be adding a Saturday night show. Yup. And CL Punk, CM Punk, CL Punk, and Juice Ferguson, CM Punk, who stole all his moves from Kenta, is going to be. Is going to be like a main attraction because apparently the elite and or the young bucks refuse to be on the same uh, show as CM Punk. Ah, that's bullshit. That's some. If that's true, that's true. Yeah, that's some. That's some pussy bullshit right there. If that's true. Just put stuff on me. No, no, I'm Tony. I'm 100 with you. I, 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 I've been saying it forever, and it's documented on the show. Punk was coming back because there's too much money to be left on the table. But if he comes back and they don't do something with this, I mean, you still need Punk, but total fucking bullshit on your EVPs. Now, Punk, Punk was making Tony Khan fucking real money. 
He was the needle mover that we've always talked about. Tony yeah. Khan would be out of his fucking balls if That's he right. doesn't bring CM Punk back. Oh, man. Did Kevin Lee? <laughs> I thought you got excited. You kind of spoiled out on me for a minute. Um, and they're just like, Tony Khan's biggest problem is Tony Khan. He doesn't know, he doesn't have the balls to drop the hammer when he needs to drop the hammer. He's out of you his balls. You could have 400 EVPs in your company, but if you're the fucking guy holding the money, you got to stop that shit. You got to fucking put the stop to it. You got to tell him, look, he's making me fucking money. Either you get in a ring with him or you can go home and fucking ride out your contract. So, yeah. So here's the thing that's, and then I, I'm pretty sure they're all negotiating new deals because I think all of their deals are up, if I'm not mistaken. Soon. Yeah, Maybe not next year. I believe you're right, Kevin. I think the Bucks deals are up soon. I thought Kenny got added time for being out. I think he's, he's yes, said like November. Yeah, but because of his injury, but yeah. um, the Bucks are coming up sooner. They'll be they'll be up before Kenny. So now, Matt, this raises the question: If you're the Bucks and you're EVPs, like I mean, Cody Rhodes was an EVP. He left. If you want nothing to do with CM Punk, and WWE is, I mean, I've heard that WWE. I think. I want to credit the right person. It may have been Fightful. It may have been like Stapp or Sap or whatever. Uh, Sean Sap. They said that their WWE is kind of in a hiring freeze, which is why Jay White is in AEW. And so maybe if the Bucks are negotiating and WWE is right there, but WWE is not hiring. Like, I don't know. Like WWE would pay a whole lot of money for the Bucks, I think. They would, but do the Bucks want that lifestyle? Like that on the road, you know. Here, your EVPs, yeah. you're working one day a week. That I can't answer. Yeah, they'll be happy in NXT being like the NXT tag. They're chance. not going to be an NXT, stuff. you crazy. You know what, man? Man. man? Adam Cole was NXT, fucking Champa was to NXT. NXT was, was a different NXT. Inv- NXT was a different place then. And Samoa Joe was NXT, yes. AJ Styles didn't go to NXT. No, he's the he's the outlier, right? Is he the outlier? Sure. And I don't think always went there. Zane went there. I don't think that like a hiring freeze is anything to like, if the talent, like if the talent's right and it matches up, you don't go, sorry, I'm, I, we're on a hiring freeze. We're not going to bring you in. Well, from what I, from what I I read on, or what I heard on one of his podcasts is that I think that's why that they didn't hire Jay White. And that's why they didn't, I could, I could be misquoting that. So I don't want to put false stuff out there, but uh, you don't want to be Jimmy black. That's the problem. (laughs) He didn't want to be Cotton Eye Joe, is what you're saying. Right. Sure. Also, like all the rumors about the company go- being bought and Vince McMahon sliding back into a position of power is probably affected FTR too, right? You mean Gomez Adams? Bro, that mustache has got to fucking go, bro. He looks like <laughs> such a ghoul. That's a fucking. That's a fucking. Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Gave yourself a real thin mustache. Do do do. So it, it isn't like so once the deal actually goes through with Endeavor, Vince McMahon will have no power whatsoever. I don't know. He'll have no majority. He will be the he will not be the majority stockholder, which means that he, at, at some point when the deal when the deal goes through at the end of the year, if it does, that he can be fired. You're fired. So I don't think him being involved has anything and this is just me 
I don't think it has anything super serious to deal to do with how people would perceive or coming back to the company. So, or going to the company. So I think if the young, if the young bucks want to go and make money like Cody did, they'll do it. They'll do it. Yeah. See, I think Cody went for his legacy. I think Cody went for the money. I'd, I agree to disagree. Yeah, as I say, I'm with you on on that one, Matt. I think it's uh, for Cody. It was definitely more more of a legacy thing. It's his legacy, and they get all his father's shit. Like mm-hmm. rightfully own his father's shit. What do you mean? And he had, he came back and he headlined a fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. No, I think, but I think part of his deal is now he he has all dusty stuff. Like was ever whatever was in like the WWE warehouse or whatever was in like the museum. Like he has the rights to all dusty stuff. Now. So. What do you that. think? He's got the fucking uh, stampede boot? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure. Look, don't get me wrong. Money probably paid a factor, but also like that's his his legacy is 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 winning the championship. His father never got to win. And we had this conversation in the car ride. Like, I don't think the state of professional wrestling is where it is without Dusty Rhodes. Good and bad. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, did you watch his documentary? I didn't, but I heard it was really good. It's really fucking good. I watched the Sheik documentary last night. I still haven't seen the Dusty one. Dusty one is incredible. It might be the best one they've they've they've, they've done. Wait, the Sheik Sheik or the Iron Sheik? Iron, Iron Sheik. Yeah, Bubba, Iron Sheik Bubba, was last night. Bubba, <laughs> intelligent businessman, Bubba. <laughs> you need to look that one up. Uh, who is it? Steve Carino tells the story about the Sheik, and uh, I think it was at, I think it was at the Mighty Maccabee show. Actually, that's another one you need to look up in the archives where it's supposed to be like the mighty Maccabee is like, like supposed to win the show, but the sheik just kind of goes off about the Jewish businessman and all this and that shit. It's like fucking classic iron sheik being like racist against the Jews Jeez. in front of, I don't, he said it was Ken Resnick, but I don't think it was Ken Resnick. I think it was a, another well-known announcer that was on the show, but yeah, but you know, the gimmick of the show is like mighty Maccabee saves the day, you know, like, like he's a hero to all the Jewish kids. But she kind of like, you know, took it, you know, where the Sheik takes it. Gotcha. Well, speaking of the Sheik and documentaries, dark, I don't think we talked about this. Dark Side of the Ring is getting a, a season four. And it's going to premiere May 30th at 10 p.m. Uh, we've got a couple ideas of what we're going to see. It looks like we're going to see the Chris and Chris Candido, Tammy, uh, Sonny Sitch. Mm-hmm. A story: the car accident that derailed the career of Magnum TA, uh, which was a motorcycle accident, but I guess a car was involved too. Um, wrestling most most unhid, unhinged monster, Abdul the Butcher. A focused look on the troubled life of Marty Janetti. Uh, <laughs> that much more. Rock and roll, strut and stroll, slam and jam, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. So that that so that's I don't think I think they just announced those those it was just last week they announced those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to see if I could get the whole listing. Uh here we go. What do we got here? Come on, stop fucking doing stupid shit here. Candido, junkyard dog, doink the clown. Doink, which Marty? doink? I'm guessing Matt Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> right, because he had a pretty uh Pretty fucked up life. Sure did. Matt Bourne was Matt Bourne was doing for like a couple, like a year, if that. That's not just doink. 
Yeah, but why not make it like the Matt Bourne? Thing? Oh, because I think because of his story coming from Portland, where he was uh, such a such a highly touted talent, you know, being part of WrestleMania one, but his demons always keeping him out of the spotlight, not allowing him to achieve the level of success that maybe he was destined. I don't know. We're going to find out when we watch the dark side of the ring. That's right, baby. Is it time? Oh, it's time. Oh, it's time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Shining Wizards Faithful, Shining Wizards Universe. I have for you, uh, man, I have two top fives potentially for you all. So one of them is going to be awesome. The other one's going to be more interactive. So, because I'm sure I'm forgetting things. So let me ask you this, guys. You could have, you could pick one or the other. We're going to do both. But which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do summer of kevin or do you want to do jack first tony i'll ask you let's do jack all right so this is a top five list of wrestlers that were uncomfortably and awkwardly (laughs) and might be still incredibly jacked jordan grace Fires right off, and uh, number three, Jordan Grace. <laughs> Listen, man, sometimes my correct answers are few and far between. I got to take one when it's given to me. So I just want to preface this by saying I'm not shaming anybody. Do what you got to do. If you want to work out, be hard, be big, be great. That's awesome. But it's sometimes it's uncomfortable to look at. And I just also want to preface this, that two of these are not active superstars, and three of them, sans Jordan Grace now, are. So... Two are, two aren't current. I got a feeling I know another one already. Uh, can I get a Brian Cage? Tony, ring that bell as much as you fucking can. That is number one on the list. He is just a big motherfucker. And it's like, how did you pass a wellness test anywhere? And the fact that he thought he may have had a shot at WWE without passing the test, oofa loofa. Or Ufa Dufa. Lufa. GSMI MFers. I don't know what happened here. Okay. All right. So we got number uh three and we got number one, Jordan Grace and Brian Cage. It's gotta be a it's gotta be a Scott 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 Steiner. Handsome Kevin, you bring your bell. You have one, right? There you go. Scott Steiner is number two on the list. Freaks and peaks, holla if you hear me. Clearly the craziest some bitch ever in wrestling. I don't know if you'll have this one. It might not even be a thought about it. See, this but... is the one I wanted to be interactive. So, like, if you say something that I don't have, I will totally accept it. Jinder Mahal. I thought about him. Tony. All right, all right. You did think about it. Totally okay. thought about Jinder Mahal because when he came back in his, his world title run, he was insanely jacked. And I'm like, whoa, that's not the Jinder Mahal that I know. But no, <laughs> he is not on the list. Uh, I know he's a piece of shit and we hate him, but is Ryback on the list? Another good pull? No. Uh, I was ready with the bell. No, it's another good pull, but no. Because I don't okay. like him. Stay, staying right with that, and I know he's a piece of shit and we hate him, Lex Luger. No, Lex Luger never looked overly insanely jacked to me. So, like I said, 
one of them is no longer an active wrestler, but you never know. And uh, and this is also more of his like later years as opposed to his early run. Uh, can I six survivors? Oh, oh no! I heard Survivor Series in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, can I? Uh, am I gone? No, oh, you're, you're back. back. Can I get a Jimmy Snuka? No. How so about, how about it's not it's not the 80s, early 90s where everyone was like abnormally fucking huge. How about EC3? That's a great pull, Tony. Thought about him? No. How many are we missing? Are we missing one or two? You're missing two. Hmm. You're missing five and four. One of them is currently wrestling, and one of them is not, but is would you go Gresham? I thought about Gresham, Tony. I'm, 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 I'm getting some foul tips here. I know you're, you're, you're batting, you're batting, you're, you're staying alive in the count. How about, uh, how about like a Chris Masters? Thought about him too. Not in the list. Uh, what about uh, Triple H? No, I didn't even think about him. Huh? Matt, you have a very good relationship with Long. I have a very good relationship with him. The yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Got to beat him up once, I think. Or you wanted to beat him up. Uh, Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley! Number four. I don't know how he slid under the radar this entire time being oh. so jacked. Fuck. Rut Lesnar. No, no Brock Lesnar. What? He's a fucking gorilla. Yeah, but he's more like... He's like, oh, oh wait, look at me. I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm kind of... <laughs> Fat jacked. <laughs> fat jacked. So this person is not wrestling, but could wrestle. One of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all. Sean Michaels. Oh, get out of here, you stupid idiot. <laughs> really, stupid yeah. idiot. No, it's for dramatic effect, Tony. For the, for the podcast. It's a little harsh, though. No, you're right. I take it back. That's frozen. Oh no! No, there he is. No, I was just looking off into uh, the out, out, out into the out into the land to see who was on the wall. Who's maybe the maybe the guy? You wouldn't so, say Ezekiel Jackson, would you? No, I would never. Um, even though I love Zeke, this again, this was the guy that was later in his career came back insanely jacked, probably because of his other job. Don Morocco, The Rock. Yeah, what was his other job? A car salesman. <laughs> A bu- Buff Bagwell. Nope. Oh. Other job. Good guess. Other job. Ken Shamrock. Another good guess, but no. But he was like believably jacked. This we're talking about a guy who was one of the greatest of all time, who came back later, 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 and looked insanely, like unbelievably, fucking powerhouse Hobbs ish. John Cena. Nope. Bobby Eaton. Eaton. <laughs> Bobby Eaton was super jacked. <laughs> Greatest of all, Batista. Nope. Come on, guys. You guys are fucking Randy Orton. Eaton. No, Yorton. Yorton. It's not the Warrior. It's not Hogan. Oh, the Warlord. I told you it wasn't one of those. Uh, no, I thought about the Warlord actually, (laughs) but no, You you would think the Warlord's one of the greatest of all time. Who, me? Yes, you. I, listen, it's Kevin. He said he could couldn't be. Two, he could do a two-year podcast run about the Dungeon of Doom. Of course, he thinks the Warlord's the greatest. Number one is Max Muscle. 
Oh shit! It's fucking Van Hammer. No. <laughs> Insanely jacked. Kurt Angle. Oh come on! I can't believe you guys are missing this. Oh, I'm looking at him right here. He's right in front of me. Macho Man Randy Savage. No. Oh, that's a great pull. But no, 2000 Macho Man was a. Gr- it's a great pull. No stars like fucking fucking stars on his fucking shirt and black. Pink. The- Zach Ryder. Oh man, I wish I had a bell. No, it's not Zach Ryder. <laughs> All right, Matt Cardona. It's the best. Talk about the if you put the top like five most drawing wrestlers in the world on there. Austin? No. The Rock. Bellet, Tony. Number five it is The sense. Rock. When he right. came back for that John Cena run, he was insanely not believably jacked. He and still is. He was a movie star. Yeah. And he does roids probably. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah, yeah. Walk that back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, but come on. It's Hollywood. Everyone does it. Fucking rappers, Dr. Dre, Fifty Cent, all, all, they are, everyone does it. So yeah, so Eddie top Kingston. five of uncomfortably jacked wrestlers to look at: number five, The Rock; number four, Bobby Lashley; number three, Jordan Grace; number two was Scott Steiner; and number one was Brian Cage. So boom, that's the top five. You guys want to do another one? Yeah, let's rattle off your second one. Yeah. All right, so this is the summer of Kevin. This is SummerSlam. SummerSlam just made some news. Um, breaking the uh, pre-sale records or some sort of crazy records. So I'm going to give you my top five favorite SummerSlam main events. That's going to smash some shit. The Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Negative. Uh, Lex Yoko. Negative. Cena and The Rock versus The Miz and R-Truth. That was Survivor Series. Negative. Sorry. <laughs> Was that uh, Austin? Was it Austin Kane Taker? No, that was a uh, Unforgiven or something like that. that. Okay. Austin Taker was Highway to Hell '98, but that's not on the list. Uh, uh, uh. Undertaker, under Faker. Negative. Oh my god, this is. Oh, uh, Bret Hart and uh, Undertaker. Tony, ring that bell hard as hard as you can. <laughs> that is number one, baby. Bret Hart versus Undertaker, SummerSlam '97 at the Brendan Byrne Arena, Continental Airlines Arena. I was there. Was Three awesome. of the four Wizards were there, I think. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, Hogan Savage, DiBiase, Andre. I said that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was playing with my brother. Yeah, you were smashing a mic. I wasn't smashing. I was just figuring out where I'm going to put it. Got an idea. Um, Just Vader, Michaels. Nope. Yeah. Oh, wait. SummerSlam. Uh, Honky Tonky Man and the Warrior. It's the main event, Tony. No. No, I'm talking. My list is the main events. Oh, main events. That's not a main nope. event anywhere in the country. The last match of the show. Oh. How about Sean and Hulk? <laughs> Kevin thought about it. Thought about it. I actually took that off. I, oh. it, was number, it was number five. I oh. took it off. I took it off for something else that I remember that I loved very much more. Maybe not very much more, but I mean, dramatic. Uh, Warrior Rude in the cage? No. Wasn't her, didn't Hulk Earthquake close that show? Maybe. Yeah. Oh shit! Fucking Hogan and, and Beefcake against Zeus and Macho Man. 
Tony, ring the bell. You are two for two, my man. That comes in at number four. Hulk Hogan and Brutus. Shoes! Versus Zeus. Shoes! 1989. That buildup was so awesome. Started at that. Uh... With the cauldron and shit? Yeah. Yep. Would, uh, would Hulk and Warrior against Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan be on that list? Thought about it. And you also have to include Colonel Mustafa in that. But no, it did not make the list. Some of them are more recent that you guys probably won't think I would have. But uh, how about uh, how about Brock and Rock? Nope. How about Brett uh, Davy Boy? Tony, ring that bell one more time. You guys are fucking struggling. Tony's carrying you. Number two, Brett Hart versus the British Bulldog Wembley Stadium, nineteen ninety two, baby. Yeah. Uh, what was it? So you're missing number five, and you're missing number three. Was it? One of them's a multi-man match. That's the one with Jesse the Body, right? Nice. As the referee? Nope. Not on the list. Oh. I know we talked about Triple H, Austin, Mankind. Okay, that's not on the list. Is there, a, is there a Cena Orton that you're a big fan of? No. Uh, Cena's in one matches. C- is Cena Sheamus a SummerSlam thing? If it is, no, I don't think it is, and it's not on the list. Okay. What about, uh, what about Punk Brock? You got one of the guys, and it's not Brock. Oh, yeah. So one of them involves CM Punk, and of course now you guys can go through Wikipedia and look at all the main is events. It Punk, is it Punk Del Rio? It is not Punk Del Rio. Punk Hardy? And you guys are going through all sorts of Wikipedia. Yeah, here. we are kind of. Tony, ring the bell. Because <laughs> you got Jeff Hardy for CM Punk, 2009 <laughs> tables, ladders, and chairs. Punk wins it off and CM Punk, when Undertaker comes out afterwards and uh, stares them down. So now you're just missing number three. <sighs> number three. Number three. Three. A one, a two, a three. Is it Roman Brock? No, there's no Brock. Is it Danielson Orton? It is not Danielson Orton. Was that you said it was multi people? Yep. A lot of people in this bad boy. A lot. A lot. Uh, okay. All right. I think I know. Yeah, of course, because now you're. <laughs> Is it like goofy, like uh, and D? It's it's either it's either Team WWE versus the Nexus, or it's going to be the Elimination Chamber where Triple H was the champ. All right, I'll take a pick. Take that's who's firing. Elimination Chamber. Eh. Ah, it's Team Otunga Bunga versus Team Cena. That's right. Team WWE, John Cena, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Edge, John Morrison, again, and R-Truth against the Nexus. Wade Barrett, Darren Young, David Otunga, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Michael Tarver, and Skip Sheffield, a.k.a. that piece of shit Ryback. Seven on seven. Seven on seven. I love the Nexus. I love that angle. I love this main event. So here it is, your top five, my top five favorite SummerSlam main events. Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk in 2009. Hulk Hogan and Beefcake versus Macho Man and Zeus in 1989. Team WWE. I won't mention all the participants in uh, 2010. Two, Bret Hart, British Bulldog, 1992. And number one, Bret Hart, Undertaker, 1997. Bret Hart's in three of these top five main events. Yeah, I wouldn't count that one in where he was in the giant. Yeah, no, you can't because he's wrestling in jeans. <laughs> Jorts. Yeah, he looked like somebody's grandmother. Yeah, he's a very, very creepy dude. He's an old lesbian, bro. So hurtful. 
It's true. I understand. I understand. Uh, and it's true that this has been episode 633 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. I'd like to tell Brian from StreamYard to eat a dick again. <laughs> for your obvious, obvious answer to my question, you peckerwood. Uh, I want to thank Shepard Alexander for joining us from the New Zealand uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo. I want to thank KJG, Handsome Kevin. And Juice Shining Fer- Wizards, Tony. Juice Ferguson. And, of course, Juice Ferguson. Oh, I love Juice Ferguson. Uh, for, uh, and, you know, always you know, pushing the envelope with my rage. It's always fun. <laughs> fuck out. Rage against the machine. I guess I'm back to the fucking soundboard now. So there's nothing wrong with the soundboard. Sounds good. Um, next week, I will not be here. Uh, oh, ooh. no. It's the wife's birthday, so we're going to do some fun activities. Happy birthday, Lopan. I think we're going to do some axe throwing or something. Go-kart racing. Matt, go stand in front of that target. (laughs) Going to go play William Tell with some axes? Years in the making. It's like a WrestleMania promo. Years in the making. So uh, I will not be here next week, so... You guys have someone has to be angry, I guess. I don't know. I'm pissed. I'm super angry, Matt. Fuck Dave at fucking uh, Streamyard. Brian. Streamyard, eat a dick and fucking Scott. Scott. Scott's a hand job. Yeah, Scott's a hand job. Well, this been um, Dick and Harry. Yeah, fucking Mary's a twat. Top fives are all. You guys. Look, I'm playing volleyball over the fucking microphone. You guys have been fantastic. And all you listeners, please continue to support. Review some check out the bonus episode I did with Aaron Hanare. Nice. Uh, it's a great introduction if you're not familiar with Aaron Hanare from the New Japan Pro Wrestling of the United Empire. So nice, Tony. Let's go Devils. <laughs> Wait, what? What happened? <laughs> what called, are you doing? It's called ending the show. Who's having a stroke? Yeah. Good night, Diana. All right, I'm here.